This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. Just a heads up to my board operator, I did not hear any kind of music bed there, so I'm hoping that that we're connected and good to go. Toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. It has not been a good night uh, for technical (laughs) problems here. Not not been a good day. Uh, Sam's joining us from ObscuredTruth.com tonight. Uh, Sam, you've been having trouble with your computer at home. You've been doing some computer work, and man, I know how frustrating it can be Absolutely. when uh, the hardware just does not want to work the way it's supposed to. And it's 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 better these days than it used to be. I mean, I've been somebody I've been building computers from scratch for a long time, just kind of as a hobby. And uh, there were certainly more difficulties, I think, 20 years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Uh, but these days, it's 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 a little easier. But man, when stuff goes wrong, it's just so frustrating. It's it, so difficult. It can be certainly. So uh, that happened, and then the Free Talk Live server uh, went down, and not sure when that's. Uh, I think it's coming back here. Hopefully, it looks like it's back. But it was down for like an hour before the show. So I believe our streams are back online. So thanks to everybody who's been patient here, and of course, I could not hear any music bits. So I think we're still on. Yes, are we on? Yes, Peter is on in Florida. We're gonna go right to the phones and the fun. Peter, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, this is Peter from Orlando. Uh, I was listening to your show from a couple of days ago, and I uh, wanted to follow up. This is the fellow, I think his name was Rick, but he was the fellow who had adopted a cat, and he used this as his example for not wanting other cats to immigrate into his apartment and start eating all of that cat's food. Um I don't know if you remember him, but I remember it specifically because you lost that argument against him. You started. What uh, you you established he was wrong about immigration, and you did this by uh, saying he didn't understand welfare. He was wrong about it, and then you called him uh, or the other fellow who doesn't talk as much accused him of racism, saying you just don't like the brown people. The fellow was a little taken aback. He had not brought that up at all. He was talking about cats. And uh, after you can, uh, you continued to tell him he doesn't understand because he's a statist about welfare and he should buck the system, um, the caller, he hung up on the caller and then accused, continued to accuse him of racism and invoked Nazism as your way of proof. Now then, because you invoked racism, you assigned him to be a bigot and while he was hung up and you invoked Nazism, it shows that you lost the argument. I want to know if you're going to acknowledge that you lost that or are you always right? I don't really remember um, the, the situation you're talking about. but um, You accuse everyone of racism? And uh, I think that uh, there's... Nazi, la- I think you there's say la- Nazis every time. You don't remember that, so it comes up... Every day? How could you not remember this? Only a couple of days ago. I think that the Nazis are a good example when you start, uh, you know, having. How can you bring it up every time then that you don't remember it? I think they're a good example for when you talk about um, situations where people say the law is the law and you've got to obey the law because the law is the law. Don't you? He did not say that. You assigned that to him to win your point. I don't remember the situation as as I have stated to you at this point. I don't mm-hmm. remember what you're talking well, about. So you bring that up. Every day that you don't remember it? I think that when I'm dealing with... I often bring up the, the example of Nazis when people say something to the effect of the law is the law and you've got to obey the law. If you don't like the law, you should leave. 
Well, that yeah. wasn't the discussion. The discussion was... I have to take your word for it. I, how can I defend something I don't cats. remember? Well, can can oh, you yeah. go through the example and set us straight on you know what the what the truth is about this example that you're bringing up? Well, the guy said he had adopted a cat. He was very happy with it. Okay. But he didn't see why the uh, there should be unlimited cats having 14 cats coming in and eating the cat food at 875 a bag. Well, that, how does that compare to welfare? I, I'm a little lost in the connection there. Well, you're uh, you're. Apparently, this is his example of uh, uh, your opinion. You want open borders. Well, well no, no. There's everyone... a big. There's a big difference no, I, there. I, I'm not discussing that. I wanted to know. Well, no, uh, no, no. You're bringing. Why? Up... Hold on. No, hold on. What we're doing is you don't remember. Uh, this, this, this is the Ian fellow talking now, no, right? No, no, you actually haven't talked to me yet. So you first you talked to Mark, then you talked to Sam. Now I'm on the the line. I thought you were talking about Mark when you were talking earlier about this cat example. Normally, Mark brings up an example about leaving a, a bowl of milk out and attracting stray cats. Cat foods, right. Um, <laughs> so I don't remember either, and I'm here every night. Uh, I don't remember either what it, the exact example you're talking about. So again, I just have to take your word for it. Normally, it's Mark that brings brings up and says that, well, if you don't want to attract stray cats, you don't leave uh, a bowl of cat food out. Talking about that's essentially welfare in that welfare is the offering. Welfare is the bowl of cat food. The stray cats are the unwanted kind of immigrants as opposed to the wanted kind of immigrants. The unwanted kind being the, uh, you know, the shiftless uh, ones that are leeching off the system. The wanted ones being the ones that are willing to work and make a better life for themselves. So are you confused about what you heard? Because that's usually the cat example example on this show. You no, know, this guy started off with he had adopted a cat. I don't recall that well, at all. If as the scenarios um is that you've set it up, it doesn't sound like we did particularly well in that debate, but um that and we're wrong on the show sometimes. That certainly happens, but I can also I you acknowledge it. No, no, no. So we're thinking you're... about bringing y'all down to 5:40 a.m. down here. I had only heard you twice before and I want to know if if that's the standard that you're going to win every debate by turning, by accusing someone of racism when it had not been brought up, someone there had said, oh, you just don't like the brown people uh, as an accusation to which the fellow did not respond. And then based upon that lack of response, well, uh, the fellow who accused the you don't like brown people then described him as a bigot and a racist for, for quite a uh, quite a while. So. I want to see if that's the level of debate that everything ends up in, or if you'll acknowledge you did lose that argument. I don't know. I don't remember. I can't, I can't answer whether I lost that, that argument, but I lost that argument or not. We're not even sure who you're referring to. Are you referring to Mark or myself? Because we don't even know. Re- well, whoever it was who, who interjected accusing him of the brown people. Which night was it's it? It's like you want to win every uh, immigration argument by yeah, accusing can you, can your you, opponent of racism. Can you cite which we night? We didn't talk which, about immigration last week, so I, I just well, don't know. Can we, well, maybe we did. I don't know if we talked about immigration or not. We talk a lot about a lot of different things on the show. Can you, can you cite week, which yeah. night it was that you're, you're talking about? Was this a Saturday I it was the show? the 24th, but I, I don't really know. The 24th. Jumble up on my iPod. Well, I'll tell you I what. Mean, I mean, if you can, player. if you, you know, if you, if you really want our opinion on this, you could find the time code at which you heard that particular discussion, email it in, and then we could actually review the actual audio which you're uh, you're referring to. Because otherwise, we just have to take your word for it. Normally, when uh, an immigration discussion is going on on this program, there is a chance that somebody could be labeled a racist because, in many cases, the people that are very anti-immigrant, they kind of give off that aura. They'll say things like. 
you know, sure. those, that's, that's those kind Mexican... of like accusing someone of, of a bad attitude. No, no, the, no the, the, they'll uh, say when things. When you, you say someone has aura, it means they did not, their position or their point was not that. You just have assigned it to them. Well, Peter, what I'm... So what, it's kind what, of disappointing. Anyway, Peter, I hold go. on, Good hold luck. on, Peter. I want to make a point here. <laughs> We've had people call this show that accuse Mexicans of having, uh, you know, tuberculosis, of being, of having leprosy that can't be cured, of eating dogs, being criminals, of being, uh, you know, uh, more criminal than uh, other Americans of their same socioeconomic class. They'll make all kinds of blanket statements that simply aren't true. They can't back up with facts other than what they've been emailed by their other bigot friends, and they, you know, I. I, I, I th- that that stuff won't stand here. What stuff? The the, the, the things like Mexicans have leprosy. Mexicans eat dogs. Mexicans that are illegal commit more crimes. Statements that are patently untrue. Do you believe it's any of those an interesting thing that showed up here in Orlando? A uh, woman who's uh, famous for about two or three years ago. I think her name was Ann Hall. She was a teacher. She was fired for writing a letter to her congressman uh, in that she said Mexicans are bringing over uh, incurable tuberculosis. Okay. So they fired her for that. Uh, And because someone in that office mailed it to uh, a local newspaper, there's two Spanish-speaking newspapers, Peter, I want to let you continue. If you want to hang on, you're welcome to. We're hard-timed here into a break. Uh, we'll come back. If Peter wants to stick around, he's welcome to. We can continue this discussion here. Uh, board up. I don't know where the music bed is, but I know we're going to break here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll free at 800-259-9231. Cycle CAI, toll free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at they are completely free, so enjoy those on us, including the various different ways to listen in. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com, enjoy a broadband version, dial-up version, a webcam version of the show, and you can also find the listen lines there, which will allow you to tune in any old time you want via your cell phone or any other phone that can dial long distance. Get all the details over at listen.freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business, create a will or a living trust, even register a trademark. I went over there and I created my will um, at LegalZoom.com. It was both fast and easy. Go to LegalZoom.com, use code FTL to save $10 on your order. It's LegalZoom.com, code FTL. All right, 1-800-259-9231. Unfortunately, Peter did drop off there. Uh, did want to continue that conversation. And Mark, you are incorrect uh, about us not talking about immigration. He is correct that uh, we did discuss immigration. I on remember 20- it last week. On the 24th, this week. Okay. On the, tw- on the 24th, which was the day that he cited. But I do not recall the example which he is giving 
And it's we talk about a lot of stuff on this show. Sometimes I have a hard time remembering what we talked about yeah. uh, the night of the show. I, I don't. It, it, I felt mischaracterized um, because we generally on this show don't hang up on somebody and then talk crap about them and, and call them bigots and things like that. I do. We have had racists call this show, and I do think that there's – there's a there's an aspect of xenophobia and racism in the um, sort of inherent in the American culture when it comes uh, to the issue of immigration. Um, but, you know, I I don't think that everybody who believes that the people that should should follow the rules when they come across the border. Um, I don't think that all of them are racist. No, I, I just think, think so. they're deluded that they that they believe that somehow the immigration authority out there is any good at its job. Yeah. And and it's just that the people that support the immigration controls, whether they're racist or not, they are certainly uh, biased in favor of the people that are already here. Now, if right. you want to call them bigots against people that are in other countries, just in general, I think I don't think that's an inaccurate using the statement. Nazi um, example here that may very well have been Nazi guards that put Jews in gas chambers that didn't hate Jews. We definitely they did were talk about that. Just uh, doing their job. Well, we did talk about the sh- the ship that was turned away by the United States, the uh, the the ship full of Jewish people. You're right. Is is uh, that a bunch of bureaucrats, the United States bureaucrats, just doing their job? And does the uh, does or is that the, bigotry? Right. Is at their feet do the lie the lives of those people? I mean, these are questions that people that Americans have to ask themselves when advocating for closed borders. So it was a very strange call, and I don't know if I don't know if Peter is is still listening. Yeah, I, I was befuddled, uh, but but yeah, I mean, but please, by all means, we have absolutely been wrong on this show. If that's what Peter wanted out of us was for us to admit that uh, there have been times at which we've been wrong, right. absolutely. Uh, I mean, if I've, how we treated the caller our... was the way he characterized it, maybe we were wrong. Sure, we're sure. not wrong that America is a free country and free people should be able to move across borders of a free country freely. But right, yeah, I'm not going to back down from my position on the immigration uh, on the immigration issue. Right, and I welcome my Mexican brothers. Come on, come on aboard, and don't bother filling out the paperwork of those bureaucrats. All they want is your money. Well, they want your money and your obedience yeah. as well. So come uh, here, work hard. Uh, you know, take care of your family and don't take welfare. That's for bums. Yep. Yeah. So not backing down from uh, from my position on immigration, but more than happy to admit that, uh, that there, there have absolutely been times at which I was wrong, uh, that I've been wrong on this show. I mean, my, my position on things has changed over the years. How could we not be wrong the, if our positions changed? Right. So uh, obviously that has been the case. In fact, I, I wish I could recall, but just the other day I was thinking, boy, was I wrong about something or other that uh, we were talking about on the air. And I don't I, – it's, it's slipping my mind right now. But we, the weirdest part about his call was that he referenced that they, they – we were being considered for uh, a radio station in central Florida, which is true. Uh, we are being considered for uh, for that station, and oh, you know I've got my fingers crossed and everything. It, it sounded almost like he he kind of had a radio sound to his voice, yeah. And uh, it sounded like he was working with the station, but he's not the program director, so maybe he's the general manager or or operations manager or something like that. But it's a strange way to call us out, I, you know, like as opposed to calling me off the air and saying, hey, you know, well, let's, what it's was a clear channel station, right? Yeah, it probably yeah. wasn't Lowry Mays. Uh, the, the owner, the, the yeah, CEO or whatever yeah, the, the guy who used company to be in charge. I don't even know if he still is. I, I don't know. So 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Sam, did you'd kind of kind of been wanting to jump in there with some comments on the the immigration. Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard Mark give the cat example many times, and I've adopted it and used it. And the example Mark brings up is putting a saucer of milk out on the front porch and then spending all day complaining about the stray cats that come into the yard to drink the milk. 
Whereas the uh, the caller's example was, well, he's adopted a cat, and now there are 12 cats inside the apartment eating the food, that, and they're not wanted there. There's a big difference between that example and the one that I've heard Mark use over and over again. Um, right. The, his, the caller's example, if, it, if that's the example, if the example is posited that I, um, you know, I let one cat in my house. As a matter of fact, I did. His name is Senior Grouchy Pants. He's still there. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, I do feed that cat. Um, I wouldn't mind that much if another cat wandered in or whatever. Did you have a kitty come up recently? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's a kitten. Senor doesn't like um other cats, but th- I think I think we're getting off the rails yeah. of this analogy. Um, but you know, besides that, it's not just me. You see, this is the this is the idea is that majority rules that somehow um you and Sam can say no more cats, and then I who want cats in the house, lots of cats, I love cats, cats make me happy. Um, that somehow just because two of you said it, that I, I, you know, and I never agreed to some kind of democratic system, right. that that's how it runs. Well, it's a poor analogy in the first place because to suggest that your house is the only house that's in question is silly. Right. To, to try America, to draw an analogy between the federal government doesn't own america they didn't they don't pay my mortgage right so those of us that want to have other people come here should not be able to be controlled by those of you who don't want other people to come onto your property you get to control your property i get to control mine so uh analogizing your house to the entire country it breaks down immediately uh but you know what i've been uh neglecting uh mama ally who's with us tonight from savannah last biscuit she is on the line here Uh, we've had uh, mama ally are you still there Mama I am okay, great. You have been so patient and mm-hmm. and uh, and I appreciate you hanging on there as I, I basically spaced out and forgot about you uh, as we took Peter from uh, from I think the Orlando area in Florida. But you were calling tonight because we've had you on the show in the in the past to talk about your uh, your entrepreneurial activity and that you are essentially an underground food. Uh, kitchen slash delivery service. You have a menu. You cook up all kinds of delicious stuff for the people there in Savannah, Georgia, and you uh, you, you take it out to them. You've got delivery people that uh, that get it to them, hot and fresh, and all completely unlicensed. And it's it's absolutely wonderful what you're doing. But the cops and the yep, government people don't be. like it very much, right? No. Um, recently, the reason why I called today is I'm really, really, really upset. I'm going to try and watch my mouth because I'm really, really, really upset. Okay. They, okay, we have – here in Savannah, how the city is laid out, there's River Street and there's City Market that are the main places where people hang out, all the, the bars and the shops and what have you are there. Okay, well, being in delivery service, we, we have Savannah. We take care of Savannah quite a bit from the underground. But there is a place down there – a lot of the bars can't serve food because of permits or, or difficulties because the city is like – I think Greece is the Antichrist. Mama Ali, so, I'm going I'm to put you on hold. We're going to come back. We're going to talk further about this. The city is after Savannah Last Biscuit again. They're trying to hold a, a liquor permit over the heads of one of their friends who actually has a bar. Uh, so we'll get to the details in moments. And for the grand prize, why was marijuana made illegal? Because uh, it's a gateway drug. Because there's no medical value. Because it corrupts the youth. Because uh, drugs are bad, okay? Because it kills your brain cells. Because uh, it makes you dumb. Because it makes you lazy. Because uh, it'll make boys grow boobs. Because uh, it threatens industry and Americans are a bunch of sheep. MarijuanaMuscle.com This is 
Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. Shrine of Female Listeners is there with dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of the program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See that for yourself. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. As we go back to Mama Allie from Savannah Last Biscuit down in Savannah, Georgia, we had uh, Mama Allie on the show a few weeks back uh, to tell us about her wonderful underground business that she's been operating there successfully for well over a year. Uh, the popularity of it has uh, increased, and of course, with popularity comes more risk, and uh, the the city government people certainly don't like the fact that you are out there uh, being entrepreneurial and uh, making money without giving them a cut. Uh, because, you know, they're bureaucrats and they sit on their duffs all day and they feel like they deserve to make money off of everybody else's hard work and their hard effort uh, trying to satisfy customers. And you uh, apparently don't agree with that. And so you've managed to uh, to stay outside of the system and successfully run your business and fill bellies all across Savannah with uh, with delicious homemade food. Yeah. Uh, at least I presume it's delicious because you're still in business after a year. <laughs> uh, so, and- we have Ian and business is wonderful. Good. Business is so good right now. You guys are 24-7, right? open and, all the time. And, right. We are 24-7. And see, this is what I call to talk about. We have a grill down in City Market at a friend of ours. Well, business acquaintance now is they have a bar that doesn't serve food, and they're right in City Market. So they wanted us to bring food to keep it, make it a full circle to keep people down there. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, I don't even really – that's extra to us, you know. And I just – it was an advertising spot for us. So, you know, I made my prices really low. I made chicken sticks, $2, pork chops, grilled – Pork chops for three, shrimp for three, you know, and so awesome. multi-million dollar wild wing across the way and sweet Melissa's down the way, they got pissed because mm. we're killing them. You know what I mean? We're killing them because we're only charging what we have to, just like we do on our regular menu, and right. we're killing them. And, of course, they know the people in the city and what have you. Well, I also, I've been thinking about telling people about how to do this for themselves, you know, but... You know, I know that you can't, in theory, a lot of freedom ideas in theory are really good, and then you introduce them into the public, and a lot of people can't handle everything that it entails. So I've been studying it. I went to a lot of, a lot of, a lot of different websites and talked to a lot of different people. And, you know, I was, I, if, if you go to freetheworld.com, do you realize that they're studying economic freedom across the world, and across the world it's doing good? Across the entire world, economic freedom, where it's being studied, is doing good, better than regular society. The freetheworld.com and, is a is a website that is like the Heritage Foundation. They put out a, a yearly report focusing on economic Institute. freedom of various different countries. And the United States is never number 1. It's uh it's never the the top most economically free country. It's always bested by at least a no, handful. Hong, Hong Kong is Yeah. Hong Kong is currently the highest level of economic freedom, followed by Singapore and New Zealand. There was a really neat uh, John Stossel story that he did when he was back at ABC News, where he actually went around to a couple different, a few different countries, including the United States, and he tried to start up his mm-hmm. own uh, small business selling, I think, ABC News frisbees out of a kiosk at a mall, for instance, something simple like that. And he found right. out that it was incredibly difficult to start up a, a business doing that in India.
India or something. Right. It, was, it was a middle, middle uh, kind of a West Asian country like that. And it was so difficult that he couldn't even start the business because it had to like be approved by the legislature or something insane like that before he could actually start. In the United States, it was fairly right. onerous. It was fairly difficult with uh, you know various different permission slips and bribes. Uh, they call them licensing fees uh, that uh, that had to be paid. And then in Hong Kong, it was we just lost Mama Ellie. Hopefully we'll get her back. Uh, but in in Hong Kong, it was one sheet of paper that he had to fill out, and he immediately was able to. And it was like basically the the sheet of paper that he had to send to the mall or something like that uh, to, to open up his mall kiosk to sell the the frisbee. So it was just a world of difference. It's amazing. My neighbor travels through the Hong Kong airport all the time, and you don't have to take your belt off. You don't have to take your shoes off. There's no need to uh, empty all the contents out into the bins and open up your bags and set your laptop out separately. And somehow they're not getting all kinds of terrorist attacks. Well, probably because they don't have uh, an army and, uh, well, 130 foreign nations on 700 military bases screwing with people. But, um, you know, that, you know, that's just a guess. Sure. Okay, I think Mama Ali, are you back with us? I am. Uh-huh. Okay, great. So tell us what happened. So yeah, this friend of yours, you guys are cooking. Uh, you're cooking. You've got a grill out there at his bar. You're providing food for right. his customers. Up at the Chapman City Market, correct? Yeah. Okay. So they they have volunteered. I am going to now that I've seen that the entire world is doing it, and it is the right thing to do. It really it can be okay for people to be free, and and that our economy will survive, I decided to teach people what I do, to show them how to do it, you know what I mean, so that they, everybody can do it, so that nobody has to put up that crap anymore. And so we're putting together a meeting every first Sunday of the month here, and for, for everybody to discuss that, for us, the underground, to get organized. When you say you know, here, you us, mean you at know, the bar? Your friend's bar? No, here in Savannah, but yes, oh. it was going to be at Poor Larry's. Uh-huh. Gotcha, okay. And so, um, you know, because there's just so many people, I mean, two-thirds of the population has been lost. Two-thirds of the population has, has fallen through the cracks already. You know what I mean? And those people need somewhere to go, to be organized, to still have it together. You know what I mean? And so I think we need to provide that. So I put together a place. I printed 8,000 invitations. I put out 100 of them yesterday. Today I got a call from Poor Larry's. They got called into a meeting by the revenue department that said, where is the last biscuit? If you don't tell us where the last biscuit is, we're pulling your liquor license. Of course, they don't know. Nobody knows. So they're like, we, there's nothing we can do. You know, there's, there's we can't tell you. You know what I mean? It, 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 we, we don't know where they are. And, of course, they can't pull their liquor license for that. It's not legal. They can't freaking do it. Well, well you might be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't else. test them too hard. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying they, they obviously didn't have anything to stand on because right. they backed off of it as soon as they said that they couldn't. Good. Right. And then, Thank goodness. And then, and then they said, because we are designing a secret society that that wasn't allowed, that no, if anyone was in the bar on a Sunday, that they would pull their liquor license. Even So now we're not allowed to be there. Are bars, no, point of information, uh, in Savannah, are bars allowed to be open on Sundays? They are, poor Larry's is not open on Sundays. But are, any, are not, any bars allowed, or is it, are they just... Yes. Okay. So bars that serve 51% or more food are allowed to be open and serve liquor on Sundays. So, I see. Okay. But, so, it, but it wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't the bar was going to be open. We were using the the, the area. Yeah. You so when they so when the first attempt to pull the liquor license failed, uh, when they were trying to find out the location of where you're cooking out of, then they went after the event that you're trying to organize. Right, and they shut it down. I've, and you know what? At first I got upset and I was like, you know, I've got 8,000 flyers sitting in the back of my car. And you know what? They can kiss my butt. 
I'm passing out all 8,000 of them flyers. Instead of taking two weeks to do it, I'm going to do it in two hours tonight. I'm going to be standing there at the door, and I'm going to take them people somewhere, and I'm going to feed them all for free. And we're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about, and we're going to organize whatever we feel like. And they can kiss my butt. Have you, you know, sent, I, they think, have you sent these flyers out to the local media? I mean, that's that seems to be the thing that will that these bureaucrats are the most afraid of. If you can get some press yeah, attention, get some exactly reporters down there. That's exactly what they were afraid of because I invited the media. I invited Cindy from WTOC to sit <laughs> with me. I also invited a guy who is part of our city government. He is running for Senate currently, and he approached me about free market. I don't trust politicians, but I asked him, if, if you really want to help, if you're serious, you know, because I'm not going to pass judgment on all politicians. I don't trust them as far as I can throw them, but there's got to be some of them out, out there that got – stuck in something because that was all their family knew, you know. So I said, you can, you can come as my personal guest, and you can sit in. You cannot participate, but you can sit in. <laughs> <laughs> really, gag really him. Gag know, him, Mama. <laughs> Make you him know, wear one of them ball serious, gags. You know, if you're serious, then come on with me, and you can sit with me. I also invited WTOC, which is our local media, Cindy, to come down there and sit with me. You know, and, and just to see, you know, because what we're doing is good. Savannah needs free market. These people yep. need it. They are killing us right now. We cannot flourish. We cannot. We're going hungry. You know how much money they just cost me by shutting down that grill down there? That would have been. That's my daughter's college tuition. Done. Yeah. Paid for. You know what I mean? And they just took it from me. For what? Because people in downtown Savannah don't need to eat. The, the really reason they took it from you is liquor. because they want to believe they're in control and they're willing to do what it takes oh, in order but to. Oh, honey, they're not. Oh, but honey, they're not. Well, I you're right. They're not. As long as people don't put up with it. We'll bring you back here. Hang on. I okay. love this lady. 800. <laughs> I think she's got a little spunk. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. More with Mama Allie from Savannah Last Biscuit. You can find them on their Facebook profile. And we're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. If you've got a question for her, dial on in. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us, uh, again, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, unlike those other talk show hosts, most of whom want to charge you for their websites. We give ours away. And if you enjoy that, you like all the stuff on our site for free, well, you're welcome to voluntarily contribute three bucks a month. We'll take it as part of the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is we'll take your three bucks a month in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, Bring more listeners on board with the program and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up and get access to perks, too. That's amp.freetalklive.com. The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rhys-Davies, and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson, is now available at swordmovie.com. Film includes hours of swordplay instructional videos as well as behind-the-scenes video and exclusives. Pick up your copy today and discover our heritage with the sword and the historical rights of free men. Visit swordmovie.com today for your chance to win one of many real replica, historical replica swords and lightsabers. As a matter of fact, we're going to be giving away a sword and a couple of lightsabers too if you uh, just go to updates.freetalklive.com and sign up today. Excellent. All right. So we continue here. Mama Allie is still with us from Savannah, Georgia at Savannah Last Biscuit. You can find her Facebook profile, Savannah Last Biscuit, Last Biscuit being one word. 
And, I, you know, Mama Allie, it's it's tough. It's tough being a friend of yours on Facebook. Um, I live up here in New Hampshire, and you're all the way down there in Savannah, oh. Georgia. So I'm a little out of your delivery range, and you're always posting updates <laughs> on your Facebook about all the wonderful specials and uh, and food that you've got cooking in your kitchen. And it's... Uh, it's just sad. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. We'll be we'll be in New Hampshire this summer. We'll That's, be there for pork fish. That is going to be a lot of fun. And I know that uh, we've got Mandrick, who is of course uh, is also a an underground food producer. He makes baklava and sells it uh, on the internet without any permits either. And so I think he's going to be up there. We're going to have just a, a whole underground row of uh, of food distribution uh, available at uh, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So I think that going to be a lot have of fun. The best food that- Y'all gonna have the best food in the nation. <laughs> I, I, I believe it. So, so what's happening is uh, for our listeners that are just tuning in, the, the government people are still after you. They've been unsuccessful at being able to track down where the location of your kitchen is. <laughs> They've got a, <laughs> they, a police department full of detectives. The last they time, can't find the lady's kitchen. The last time we were, uh, we had you on the phone. It was your, uh, I think it was your brother that uh, got busted while he was on a delivery route, or they, they they essentially set up a sting to pop your brother while he was out on a delivery he would not right. give up the info of your uh, your location they've now tried to leverage against a friend of yours that owns a bar in uh, in savannah because you guys were getting together there on a regular basis and they found out about it they then threatened him uh, with the pulling of his liquor license if he didn't give up the information of your kitchen which it's a secret to even him so he, he didn't even know it to tell them they backed down on their threat but then they told him they were going to go after him if he continued to host your event on a Sunday when his bar was technically not supposed to be open, but as you point out, it wasn't open. You were having private events on uh, on these days. Yes, exactly. So, you but know, nonetheless, just, you're you're still not going to put him in jeopardy by uh, continuing the events absolutely there. Absolutely not. That said, you, you're not. still promoting the event, but you're going to wait out front of the bar on the day in which it's being promoted for the next one because you already printed up the flyers, eight thousand of them. You're going to hand all those flyers out, and then the day of, instead of letting people into the bar, you're going to be outside waiting for them to arrive, and then you're all going to go somewhere else. Is that the correct uh, so far? That is correct so far. Mama, make sure you have a sign to put on the door so that people know where to go in case they arrive a little late. Well, I'll be there, and one of my security guards will be there behind me. (laughs) Oh, my God, security. So, Somebody okay, what else do we them. need to know not, about all this? These people, these people don't understand. I'm not leaving these people hanging. I have no choice. It's my conscience. I won't be able to sleep at night if I leave these people hanging after I've seen what I've seen, after I've seen what they're doing to this city. You know what I mean? I can't just turn around. I can't just close my eyes anymore. You know what I mean? They're, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. to the point here of ridiculous. Obama is coming here on March 2nd. The SPD has lost their minds. I've watched them hustle these people up and down the block. They're pulling any and everybody out of their clothes on the sidewalk right now. The, the SPD is acting ridiculous right now, trying to show that they're whatever, whatever, because the president's coming. Well, this, he's Man, the head I, gang member. I mean, he's the he's exactly, the boss hog, you know? Exactly. I put on my Facebook the other day, I was like, Mr. Obama, please have mercy. Do not come here. Your foot soldiers <laughs> are killing us. They're killing you. They're shaking down all these boys. All I'm literally sitting in my living room and watched five boys get shaken down in less than two and a half hours the other mm. day. And I'm like, for walking down the sidewalk. So yep. I put my dogs on a chain, you know, I take them down to the park, and they're hollering at me. I don't, I don't even answer them anymore. I'm like, don't talk to me. So they're hollering at me. Do you have a permit for your dog? Excuse me, man. I just kept walking. Really? Don't. You better get away from me. Like, really? Because I'm going to let my dog off my chain. You Good for you. By the me. way, point of information for uh, for those of you who did not uh, or were not aware of this, when the police approach you on the street 
and ask questions, you are under no obligation to uh, to respond to them in any way. Oh. When uh, when they are uh, asking you questions on the street like that, if you're not in a car, uh, and even then you're still not under obligation to answer their questions, but they might put you in handcuffs if you don't. Uh, but but if, you're just, if they're just walking up to you at street level, that's called a contact, and it's being done because they're fishing for something. They're fishing for a reason yep. to, to ticket you, as you noticed, with asking you about the dogs and all that. And so they're hoping you do answer them. They're hoping that you answer yourself right into a corner to where they can arrest you and uh, and you know slap some charges on you and put you in uh, some handcuffs in a, in one of their cages. And good on you for basically telling them to, you know telling them to go pound sand. I, I I have no other choice at this point because my other choice I will go immediately to jail. <laughs> I will go immediately to jail with my other yeah. choice and you can't know, have I, that. No one will get fed. I have I have too much going on. Too many people depend on me to yeah. do what I do to show them the way. You know what I mean and. It's just it's it's ridiculous right now, and I just want to tell everybody that I am going to be there, and I don't care what they say, and to come on because I'm feeding everybody, awesome. and we're going to do this thing. We're hey, getting so people together, Mama Allie, and and I got mm-hmm. I got a question for you. Have you considered putting a flyer together that kind of explains what's going on with this situation and encourages your uh, customers to maybe call into local talk radio? That would be great advertising for you, and it would probably get the community around on your side. Um, I have my actually my attorney Jonah Pine, who is awesome. He backs me 110. Um, percent He actually put me up, and his attorneys group put me on the radio week before last, just complimentary on them, and it was really nice. Um, I will be real honest with you. I am really paranoid. I went into my first radio show and had to walk into the station to do it. I probably will never do that again. <laughs> it <laughs> gets easier. It, it does. Well, I, the I first just, time I, I was just, on, I almost passed out. Buzzed in, and that means the doors are locked behind you, and ah. it's just, I'm really paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's that's not usually really what it means. Bad. You can usually get out from the door. It's just they have to buzz you in. Typically, would be how that that works. Oh, well, that's good to know. But uh, but I, I think that's a good suggestion, though, Sam. Yeah, to get the I, word out. I think, and it doesn't have to be you. It can be you can encourage your customers. Some of them are going to care enough about what you're doing well, to speak out right about now. it. This is what I need people to do right now. I need people to be asking. I'm I am personally writing a letter right now, and I am personally with a video camera going through every single alderman in this town and asking them what their opinion on because what they've done now. Nice. To be able to take my to shut my grill down downtown is to say there are no more grills allowed downtown. So my question to them is, do they really think it's best for the people to take the food away when they're shoveling that much liquor and beer into them? Do they really feel like that's what's best for the people? Mm. And I want to hear what the aldermen have to say about it. And when all the aldermen say, no, that's not what's best for the people because they have to, because that it's not. You know what I mean? There's no way that that's what's best for people. Well, I mean, we they might say that it's thing. only best if you have a permit. And since you don't have a permit, then mm. uh, that's, you know, that's it has dangerous. It nothing to do with a permit. I'm saying best for the people. The people that you, I don't know if you know Savannah, but you can walk around with a drink. Downtown. Really? Really? Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. You can open, you can walk around with a drink. They shovel, I mean, St. Patrick's Day is like Mardi Gras. I mean, it's huge here. You know what I mean? It's this a party is a town. drinking town, a heavily drinking town. These people need food. This is ridiculous. So, hey, uh, Mama Allie, will you do me a favor and keep us in the loop here? You've been real good about doing that. And sure, just, When sure, is this sweetie. event scheduled? Is it this Sunday or a couple Sundays away? or When, when is it supposed it to happen? It will be every first Sunday of the month, okay. and I'm not going to let nobody down. I'll be there, and we'll be somewhere, dang it. All right. Well, we look forward to it, and, and good luck. And, and definitely have the video cameras on the premises on that particular day in case the uh, oh, Savannah PD decides know. to make an appearance. <laughs> 
You already know. And you want to hear something really cool? I can't wait. Quick, quick. I just spent a huge amount of advertising on the Scad Boys, made me some T-shirts. They're all glow-in-the-dark last biscuit T-shirts, and they hit the streets tomorrow. <laughs> awesome. And I can't wait till they see 1,000 last biscuit T-shirts glowing in the dark at them. <laughs> I can't wait. You are outstanding. Thank you for being so brave and courageous enough to provide a product or service to the marketplace without begging some bureaucrats for permission and uh, lining their pockets first. Thank you. You're, you're a personal hero of mine. Mama Allie. Thank you, Ian. Appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for ch- sharing, and good luck. Good night. Thanks. 800-259-9231. That woman is amazing. Heroic. Hey, yeah, really? A real really hero. Something. Real American hero right there. You're not a hero for going over and killing people in uh, another country at the behest of politicians. You're a hero for going out and serving the real people in the marketplace with a product or service, especially if you aren't begging bureaucrats for permission first. Well done. Hour number two, coming up. You can bring up anything. Hey, since she brought up dog licensing, let's talk about that. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And we continue here. Uh, we had Mama Allie with us, for those of you just tuning in, on uh, the first hour of the program. She was updating us. She's an underground restaurateur, if you want to uh, to call her that. She she essentially cooks food and delivers it, has it delivered to people without begging the government for permission for a, for a license or having to pay uh, fees and bribes to the government bureaucrats. And of course, the government doesn't like that very much, so they are after her. And uh, she's very heroic for doing so. But I think Mac is on the line, wants to comment on that situation. Mac, in Georgia, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going, guys? Mac, how are you? Good to hear from you. Um, First of all, I want to say I got some food from Mom Alley today. And really? I'm, I'm glad to say I'm not sick. <laughs> I'm not sick. <laughs> I um, thought you were in Macon. Is that? Uh, I thought. No, I'm a Savannah. Oh, okay, Savannah. cool. Cool. Did you find out about her from our show, or did you already know about her uh, before she came on? Um, on Chan Lupo, he um he told me about Mom Alley and what she was doing, and and I always like good food, so I said, let right. me, I want to try. That's fantastic. That's uh, that's how you do it, man. You, it's it's word of mouth in the restaurant business. It's word of mouth, and if you've got good food and it's coming out of your home kitchen, you're still gonna do. You're still gonna be fine. In fact, you'll be more likely to be uh, better off because you don't have all the overhead that the the restaurants do. So I'm glad that she's out there making making people feel I, full. I do have one regret. 
What's that? I wish that I knew that she was um, doing what she was doing downtown because, you know, I still drive cabs part-time and, and I, I go hungry all night, some nights, because I really don't want to eat fast food and that's all that's there, you know, after a certain time. <laughs> well, now you know. I mean, she's available uh, 24 hours a day from what I understand. It's, it's, uh, I yeah. wish we had that service here in Keene. I wish that, I wish that kind of service was available in more places. I mean, 24-hour delivery? Of homemade oh, yeah. food? I believe it's great, yeah. Cheap? Homemade food? Yeah. <laughs> what could be better? And um, just want to let Mom Allie know if she needs another security guard, got my number, give me a holler. Awesome. I'll back up. Head over to her Facebook profile, and I'm sure uh, you can uh, friend up with her there and uh, talk to her in, a, in more greater detail about what else is going on. So, Mac, anything else you want to share tonight? Um, I, I did want to share about, my, about the gun situation, but... I, if you have time, what what kind of gun? Do, what kind of gun situation are we talking about? Um, back in September, um, I was I got arrested for pointing a gun at another. What happened was my uh, fiance's ex boy ex husband say, um, assaulted me and my fiance, and I ended up having to draw down on him. Oh my! And you used to be an uh, an MP in the military, right? I'm still in the reserves. Okay, just yeah. want to make sure that uh, people understand. So what's going on? And, um, um, as of now, they've got everything put on hold. Um, I'm requesting a jury trial, but, um, from what I was told that the area that, that I'm going to court in hasn't had a jury trial in 26 years. It's probably going to take at least a year for them to, um, wow. speedy trial. To, um, now, wait, yeah, are they, tra- yeah. what are they charging you with? Um, this early conduct <laughs> and pointing a gun at another. Even though this guy was out of control and trying to hurt your fiance? You still got charged with something amazing. Oh, yeah, they they won't talk, they won't um, press charges against him at the same time. Any oh, chance yeah. you Sounds got like charged for like being too black? <laughs> I'm pretty sure of it. Okay, was he was he black? No. Interesting. Hmm. Well, but um, if, if anybody wants to um to get any more information, if they want to see the original interview that I did with Taryn with the Low Country Liberty Report. Just go to um, www.lclreport.com and look up the interview with the title, then activist pull gun on attacker and gets arrested. Hey, Mac, the, the reason they probably didn't charge him is it would, would hurt the charges that they have against you. Uh, one of the things you might be able to do is file a motion for a right to speedy trial, and that may get the whole thing dismissed if they can't pull their act together in enough time. Good suggestion. Give that one a shot, Mac, and uh, let us know what happens, all right? All right. Appreciate hearing from you. That was not, by the way, legal advice. It was just a suggestion. No, no, just uh, what I would do. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Scott is in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott. Yes, uh, good evening, uh, Ian, Sam, and Mark. How are you? Scott, what's hey, on your Scott. mind tonight? Uh, Obama's uh, health care plan, which, uh, did you watch it on TV? No, I, I wouldn't be able to handle watching a politician speak for much longer well, than 30 seconds i watched a good part of it and uh it's it, it only reinforces what i uh what i believe and that is it's not even socialized medicine it's communist care and uh what i mean by that is that obama said at the beginning of his health care plan that he would not pay for this plan on the backs of the hard-working people on main street uh, by including millions and millions of illegal aliens. That's a lie. He is, at the end of the day, he will pay for it on the backs of the hardworking people. These illegal aliens will get health care 
at on our on our on our expense at our expense, of course. And what I'm saying is, Obama is just merely a Gentile front for Rahm Emanuel, David Axelrod. I don't George know what that is. That a, is that an attack on Jewish people, uh, Scott? Solinsky, yeah, yes. You asked me an honest question, and I, it, 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 in many regards, it, 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 this is this is smacks of Jewish communism. And and Acorn, you, you've heard of Solinsky, haven't you? I've heard, I've the, heard name. the name. Who is he? He was a radical in the 60s. He's deceased. And Obama, that was his mentor. George Soros is the international Jewish banker who bankrolled Obama. So you know what? I uh, I just, I'd just like to let you know this, Scott. The uh, consultant that we consult with for this talk radio show is yeah. also a Jewish guy. Well, Acorn is part of this. Doesn't and that this poison a, this entire thing? I mean, doesn't that? Uh, I mean, doesn't that make you believe that we're part of some sort of grand uh, worldwide Jewish conspiracy to control the world? Just you yes, know, just I do. A tool. So you I, think we're I, tool, tools I of the Jewish elite? I believe that we have a super government, <laughs> as stated in in Protocol Number Five of the Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion. I do believe that, and I believe that this is just expanding our communist government, uh, our banking system, uh, the auto industry. And, uh, Is it possible Amer- that there could be free market Jews? Yes, there are. There are capitalist Jews, and they control Wall Street. No. Well, Is it possible that there are Jews that, that love liberty? Murray Rothbard. Uh, you, you need, it's very complex. complex. <laughs> the films of anti-Semitism. You need to read Wait a, a minute. book. That if wasn't an answer, down, Friedman. You, you need Wait a to minute. read a book. No, 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 no. I'm not going to take any book recommendations from you, Scott. I'm Why sorry. is that? I, I've got enough books that I need to read that I've already decided I want to read, and uh, you, your, recu- your recommendations don't have credibility because, well, you're big. They have tremendous you credibility. You didn't answer the question, Scott. Mark, can yeah, you ask yeah, that question yeah. again? Is please. it possible that there are Jews out there in the freedom movement that don't want to control the world and the monetary system and all that other stuff? You mean in the libertarian movement? Yes, in the libertarian movement. Fine. Uh, I would have to suppose, knowing Jews the way that I that, that they're radicals. Yes, I would say that there are in the libertarian movement because there are, there are a lot. Well, how does that jibe with your viewpoint on uh, Jewish people? I mean, are they part of the Jewish cabal uh, to control the world? Are they like double agents or what? They are are are, are all. There's three groups. I mean, you asked me a question. I want to, and I want to answer it. There's three groups of Jews, international capitalist Jews, international Zionist Jews, and international communist Jews. And uh, those three have uh, wreaked tremendous havoc in the United States and the world. Okay, so Tim Geithner, is he a, is he a Jew? No, he's a Gentile. Okay, so he took uh, $13 billion and got that over to his buddies at Goldman Sachs so that they could uh, you know, get by on the bad bets they made on AIG. And he also gave himself bonuses and gave himself a waiver and ripped off the American people. And now they're starting to do that again. So how is it that... He's a Gentile uh, front. He's a Gentile front, which Henry Ford... So wait, where, what are, you said there are three categories of Jews. What are the uh, liberty-loving Jews? What category are they in? Because it didn't sound like any of those categories were yeah, very liberty-loving. I, I didn't get that either. I would say that they would be under uh, uh, perhaps uh, uh, socialist You don't sound too sure Jews. of yourself there. Yes, I am. Socialist communist Jews. So the liberty-loving uh, Jews are socialist communist Jews. I met a Jew that worked at McDonald's the other day. Which which category it, are they in? It, impossible. No Jew works at McDonald's. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> no Jew works at McDonald's, Mark. You were wrong, apparently. How Thanks you know? for the call, Scott. <laughs> well, Scott knows everything about uh, Jews. Can't you tell? Mm-hmm.
Apparently, uh, all right, more coming up here. You can bring up anything. Uh, we'll talk about dogs and uh, licensing coming up. There's a crackdown in Los Angeles. 800-259-9231. Is it your dog or theirs? It's Free Talk Live. Do you remember the old Libertarian Party back when it was centered around the non-aggression principle? The LP used to serve as an educational vehicle, turning the public on to liberty through the electoral process and bringing activists together to further their own understanding of the philosophy. It was also the main feeder organization for the larger movement. We want to bring that LP back. Join the Libertarian wing of the Libertarian Party and help restore the party of principle. Visit TakeBackTheLP.info. That's TakeBackTheLP.info. Live, you are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800 259 9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us, including our various different updates. You can go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on our email list, get a chance at winning some uh, lightsaber replicas, as well as some a real sword. As a matter of fact, like a, a valuable actual replica of a sword that some king died with holding in his hands or something like that. It's a right? replica of it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you can win that stuff if you're on the updates list and you can get on it for free by going to updates.freetalklive.com. You can also uh, clue in via our Twitter feed and our Facebook profile at twitter.freetalklive.com and facebook.freetalklive.com. But you can't win prizes through those two options at this time. So just so you know. So um, have you ever lost power? Well, a lot of people have lost power around the nation uh, in the last couple of days, especially up here in the Northeast. It's inconvenient for sure and maybe even debilitating. Now, imagine you could flip a switch and have your solar backup system provide you with quiet power when you need it. No fumes or noise like a gas generator and not nearly the maintenance. Go to MySolarBackup.com now and check it out. You're the one who's responsible for providing for your family's safety. MySolarBackup.com. All right, we continue here. Uh, you can bring up absolutely anything. Mama Allie was on earlier with us, and she mentioned dog licensing. Uh, so figured I actually had something that I was hanging on to we can talk about in reference to that because they are cracking down in Los Angeles. The L.A. Times reports there are 4 million people in the city of Los Angeles and who knows how many dogs. Of its canine residents, the city is sure only of this. About 120,000 are licensed as required by law, and a lot of others are not. Nobody has ever done a census. It's anyone's guess how many there are out there, said Kathy Davis, the head bureaucrat of the L.A. Department Animal Services, who declined to pick a number. She said, but we certainly don't assume we have all of them licensed. In this time of budget cuts, that spells an opportunity for revenue. Dogs don't make money, but the city council is betting that going after their owners for license fees will help fill L.A.'s cash-starved coffers. A license for a sterilized dog costs 15 bucks. An owner with an unaltered dog has to pay $100, plus possibly $120 more for the breeder's license technically required for unaltered dogs. If, as Council President Eric Garcetti uh, contends, roughly two-thirds of the city's dogs are not licensed, that could mean at least an additional $3.6 million in fees, even if all those scofflaw dog owners paid only the lowest license fee. On Tuesday, the council unanimously approved a motion to have the Department of Animal Services coordinate with the Department of Water and Power, which keeps a handy database from its meter readers of residences with dogs. 
Hmm. The task of locating unlicensed dogs falls to eight full-time canvassers for the Department of Animal Services who roam the city looking for canines with no licenses or expired licenses and handing out information on spaying and neutering. Now, oh, there's there's more of the story here, but just kind of looking at this, the setup here so far. So they have eight full-time bureaucrats. Who knows how many part-timers? But let's just look at that. Eight full-time bureaucrats working for the city of Los Angeles. What do you think they make? Well, what's a... 40, 40 grand, probably. 40 grand each, so... In Los Angeles, easily, I'll bet more. Maybe 60, yeah, easily. Yeah. Let's, call, let's, call it, let's call it 50, though, just to, you know, just to kind of be safe there. So $50,000 a year times eight... That's you know it's a well, cool four hundred thousand dollars a year just for staffing. Well, that's just what you're paying them, but then you've got their insurance and uh, you, you can pretty much double that number. Right. The budget of the actual department yeah. is probably so much higher. So you're talking a million dollars. Okay, so so basically they're they're willing to spend a million dollars a year essentially on the speculation that these guys will go around and actually be able to roust up some uh, some fees. Well, for even more funny is they've been spending a million dollars a year in order right. to not get the fees. You know, what I mean that's just how right. And they're still saying it's two thirds. They're still saying right. They they're still saying it's two thirds of the dogs they believe are right. licensed. This has been their job all along. So now they've decided to do it. Well, we've had this department for God knows how long, decades after decades. Now we're going to do our jobs. And what what's most concerning to me about this story is that they're using the meter readers as spies. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's another reason you want, don't want the government providing you with goods and services, people. Yep. Just a few miles from City Hall, canvassers Carlos Lane and Alex Marquez were going door-to-door Tuesday afternoon on a quiet South L.A. street. In a day, they'll canvass as many as 50 homes, chatting with residents in English and Spanish, and convincing people who suspiciously eye their uniforms of dark green slacks and jackets that they are neither police nor immigration officers. After I've had a chance to talk to them, the walls come down, says Lane, who sometimes has to extricate himself from chatty residents' living rooms in order to get on with his work. Asking for the license money can be awkward. Do I have to do it today, said uh, Juan Miramontes, who rents out a party equipment and was told he owed a $100 license fee for his unaltered pit bull spike. I can come back Tuesday, Marquez offered. Oh, my God. Offered. They're Wait, coming back. What do you, what, They're like paper boys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's awful. And, and what do you want to bet when somebody's kid answers the door that they're not going to say, you know, hey, is your parents home? But, hey, do you have a dog? Yeah, that's uh, it's creepy. I mean, don't you have to be over eighteen to be questioned by authority? Well, they're not police, so right. they, they can right. do whatever they want. That, this makes them more dangerous. And here's the, I guess, the fundamental question here is: is do these people own your dog? Because if they do, then they can charge you rent on an annual basis in order to keep that. Well, well dog. what do you think happens if you don't pay up? I mean, these guys are saying they aren't the police, but that doesn't mean they won't file a report with the police saying, "Hey, you know, Juan over here uh, at Third uh, Street won't pay up. He said he was going to give us this money, and he's got this dog, and so here's your evidence. Go get him." Yeah, he. Nope. I came to the door, and he said, "Go chalupa myself on the uh, when it came to the dog," and and you know, there you go. Well, no. they may just put a lien on the property, but if you're a renter. Or then I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. It would all depend on how their uh, their ordinances are listed, uh, whether they would lean somebody on uh, an on. It seems unlikely they would put a lien on because then that would be making the, the landlord responsible for it. I don't know. They, I mean, not that they wouldn't do they, something they like that. They certainly do that every, every other time on every other issue as far as a landlord goes. But if they're putting pressure on the residents and the resident uh, who's a uh, – the, the person living at the, the home that might be a rental, if the uh, the person living there believes they're going to be hit with a misdemeanor, that is likely going to kick most people into gear to get them to pay up. 
So the canvas, uh, canvassers do a dance of asking and negotiating while offering information on spaying and neutering. Iraq War veteran Omar Levaya, owner of an unaltered cocker spaniel, Sonny, handed over $100 on the spot, even though he's unemployed. Levaya's Nice. I mean, this is see, this is the the really sick part of this that I was going to mention earlier. They're saying the the city's strapped for cash. There's a reason the city's strapped for cash. It's because there's an economic downturn. But the city won't cut its budget. Everybody else out there is cutting, uh, you know, making PB and J sandwiches to take to work these days. But the city bureaucrats are still getting paid. Actually, they're getting paid more money. Yep, they're they're getting raises. They are getting raises. Federal job was seventy thousand dollars. They make wow. more than we do, and they get raises every single year. Cost of living raises. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And pretty soon, that something's going to happen uh, because Americans just aren't going to put up with this class of loafers that they support. You think? At some point. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. I appreciate the optimism, Mark. I the dog just... police? Come on. <sighs> the guy paid up, man. I mean, he, he Some gave him 100 will. bucks on the spot. There's more, though, to the story. We'll get to that. 800-259-9231. One tip. If the, people, the government bureaucrats are coming to your front door, don't answer it. You have no obligation to talk to them. Even if they say, oh, it's no problem. I'm not a police officer. Not immigration. You can talk to me. I just want to get $100 from you. <laughs> I mean, don't talk to them. More coming up. You can bring up anything here. 800-259-9231. Do you have an encounter with the animal control you want to share with us? Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And uh, we've got a wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. You can edit uh, almost anything there at wikiwiki.freetalklive.com. You hate making those extra trips out to get the grocery bags. For the last few months at my house, we've been using the Tota Sack. It's a handle made of 100% recycled materials right here in the U.S., designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. It's pretty much, uh, the, I think, the, the best and most uh, common thing that's used for is carrying the grocery bags, though. It's the Tota Sack. Go over and see one today at T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. You can get a family pack there at totasack.com. We're talking about a crackdown happening in Los Angeles uh, where the cash-strapped city, as it is being described in the L.A. Times, is sending bureaucrats around going door-to-door using a list of names, using a list of homes that uh, they gleaned from one of their utility departments that have, have dogs at them. So basically the utility guys take notes when they go around to read meters like hey, angry dog here, that kind of thing. And so they use that information to target people who don't, um, who don't have licenses for their dogs, as though there's some sort of obligation uh, upon you to give the government money in order to own a pet, in order to, to help out, essentially, by taking a pet off the hands of an organization like the Humane Society, for instance, and you know take care of a, an animal. Uh, so they're they're cracking down because they need cash, and that's what they're telling the story about here, where Iraq War veteran Omar Levaya 
or Leva, rather, the owner of an unaltered Cocker Spaniel, handed over $100 on the spot to the bureaucrat, even though he's unemployed. And this is what he had to say for himself. He says, I'm sure there are people who don't want to pay, but that's not the case here. It's my dog. What does that even mean? Is he saying that he's so proud to, to, to be paying for this because it's his dog and he, he doesn't mind paying his license fee because he's a good, obedient citizen? It's his responsibility to yeah. do whatever the bureaucrats come to his door and tell him to do. If it was 500 he would have come up with 500 right? I mean, it's just an arbitrary number. Well, when you think about um, the people that get the vanity plates and things like that, yeah. um, you know, it when, when I go to the, you know, uh, DMV, I pay them as little as possible in right. order to get the, the the government serial number stuck to the back of my car. Um, but, you know, some people will get the special plates, the vanity plates. And I and I think to some extent there's a there's a customization aspect to it. But another aspect is it's, it's sort of a pride. It's pride that the government is now recognizing that you are driving and, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. I, I, I felt it before in, in going to get these things. So. You felt pride? Yes. <laughs> I have. How long ago was that? It's been quite some time. Okay. Marquez, one of the enforcers, uh, but remember, he's very, very, uh, he, he's very, very clear with people that he approaches to let them know he's not a police officer or an immigration officer. He's just an animal control officer, which means he is also in uh, completely possible. It's, it's completely possible for him to uh, assist the government in bringing charges against people. Anyway, he carried a thick ledger listing names of dogs, licenses, current or lapsed, status, altered or unaltered. They visit those homes as well as all the unlisted so they residences. Check, does he check the dogs to see if they're altered or not? You know, grab down there? That's see. what I was wondering. I mean, are they just going on your word as to whether your dog is altered? And how long do these licenses last? Because that's a good question. Lapsed. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not, <laughs> One I'm year. not sure. Was it a year? a year? Is it a year? It, 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 it always is. I mean, if you were the if you were an organization that used force to get what you want, would you give people a lifetime license or would you give them an annual license? Yeah, it would make the most sense if if it were a year. If you can clarify that, let us know. 800-259-9231, especially if you've got a story about an encounter with an animal control officer. So they uh, visit all of the homes. Uh, So they're visiting the homes of the dogs with a license. They're visiting the homes of a dog uh, without a license. I guess they they probably figure if you visit the homes with dogs with licenses that even if they're current on their payments, there's a chance they might have a new dog that they haven't licensed yet. And since they were so obedient the first time, they'll likely pay up the second time. Well, when, when, when bullies go to the playground, they go after the ones that pay. Yes. Can you imagine a family that just had puppies? Jackpot. Mm, yep, exactly. And since it, that would be an unaltered dog, so they'd have and to make sure that... breeding license, so there's yep. another 120. Another 120, exactly. Mm. And those dogs wouldn't be fixed, so maybe they would... Wow, yeah. this is really uh, profitable. It's, well, I don't know if it's profitable. That's that's really the question here is, you know, they've been spending a million bucks a year or Only whatever. Only the government could lose money at it, I can tell you that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would make good money if I could go around uh, to people's houses and collect, uh, you know, between 15 and $100 from everybody who had a dog. And if they didn't, then I would send uh, some armed gang after them. You know, that that would be an entirely different situation, but only the government can do that. So they're visiting uh, regular homes of people that have licenses or lapsed licenses, as well as unlisted residences searching for dogs that have never been registered. Common sense and observation skills hold them in good stead, ferreting out dogs as well as staying clear of angry ones and their irritated owners. Not all dogs bark, but there are other clues. Chicken wire grating on a fence, a water bowl. There's another telltale sign, said Lane, pointing at a front porch. Doghouse. As they stood outside the fence, like little dog investigators. 
<laughs> As they stood outside the fence around Ingrid Torres's home, Marquez asked about the four dogs listed at the home. Is Ringo here? Is Rocky here? She no. is asking the names. No, she said. They were long gone. Only Astro, the German Shepherd, and Rocky too, a pit bull with ice blue eyes energetically barking inside the fence. You'd think residence. if he cared so much, they'd have sent a little, uh, you know, our regrets on the death of Rocky. And, um, and Rocky and Rocky II's license had expired. Torres went Rocky into her. Rocky's dead, isn't he? No, Rocky II is alive. Two. I see. Come on. The poor lady's lost these animals, and he's there collecting on the one live dog. Torres went into her home and came back out clutching her toddler and $15 in cash for the renewal. What's it he was... got the baby for? <laughs> That's what I thought for a moment. <laughs> it's her. I'm Ingrid. a little short. You want the kid? Ingrid. Ingrid is, uh, it's, it's Ingrid. They already can... own it. <laughs> they do. The bureaucrat stayed outside. She went in, brought her toddler out, and, and $15 in cash. It was canvassers. We're licensing kids now, too. I'm surprised they didn't hit her with a late fee. I I just wonder, why is it that they can license a dog and not license a kid? Maybe they just haven't thought of it yet. I I, I just don't think they could get away with it. Maybe they have, maybe they, well, maybe you probably pay a tax on your kid when you have it at the hospital, don't you think? What do you mean? I don't know. Do you think they tax you when you have a a live birth? I haven't gone to Live birth tax or something? I haven't uh, had a kid at the hospital. You didn't. I know that. I know. I'm just saying, don't you think they would? But yeah, you're right. Why not have a yearly tax? Well, what is a social security number? I mean, that that's a tax. That's a, that's a license that they use to uh, extort money from you for the rest of your life. I, you know, it's it's uh, it's not on the kid; it's on the adult once they start working. Once they start working, yeah, but very close. Well, let's see. Do they tax you for your kids? Yeah, not not specifically. I mean, you're paying property taxes whether you have kids or not. So you're right, Mark. Uh, that's that you, don't give them any ideas. <laughs> All right, so we continue here. Torres uh, comes back out with $15. It was canvassers who suggested during the city council public comments last week that they would find more unlicensed dogs if they could access the DWP data. That is the data from the uh, Department of Water or whatever. Uh, Garcetti says the stepped-up effort to license dogs is good for the city as well as the canvassers. Yeah, it's good for the city, meaning the city government. It's not good for the people that they're extracting $100 fees from because, well, they could be using that money to put food on the table or, or pay their mortgages or pay their rent or something else productive. Says uh, the bureaucrat, it'll be a real loss to the community if we lose the services they provide. This will help protect their jobs as well as the services. Which services? Uh, the city. Going around and collecting is, the, the money from these do people. when they're not uh, going out getting these fines, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what they do, though. I mean, that's what he's talking about, right? The service of extracting money from people. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're suggesting that the money might go toward, like, the uh, the animal wealth, uh, the, the animal control office in the city. I think that as might be the if, suggestion as, as if, um, you know, me taking care of my dog has anything to do with other people not taking their, care of theirs. I mean... But it's sh- a service, Mark. Yeah. It's a service. Right. Without without your fees, we can't run this service, and then we just have dogs running around everywhere. You don't It'll want that, be do anarchy. you? You don't want that, do you? <laughs> right, right, that's what they're saying here. If you well, if we didn't, if we weren't out here collecting these fees, then you know the city wouldn't be able to offer its services, and it'll help protect their jobs and help protect the services. I mean, what? Or don't you love your community? Don't you love your community? Why don't you just hand over the hundred dollars? We don't want to have to call the cops now. Right. If I loved my, I thought you were asking me if I loved my community. Yeah, if you love your community, so are these the love them. police? Hand it over, cash. <laughs> it's the love police. We don't take checks. All right. 
No, no credit cards. You know, don't you love how the government always charges you the credit card fee too? If, you, if they ever, <laughs> if they ever offer you credit card as an option to pay for one of their services, they always tack on the three percent fee or whatever it is that the credit card company is charging them. Yep. Whereas regular business owners build it into the price of the, uh, the, the cost of the product. All right, there's more coming up. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark, join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You head over to amazon.freetalklive.com, and when you enter through that link, it sets a little cookie on your machine that uh, that tells Amazon that you came from Free Talk Live, and that means that they'll send us a percentage of the purchase. Uh, so you can buy brand new, you can buy used in a couple few dozen different categories there's just so much stuff that they have at amazon everything from groceries to of course their tremendous selection of books dvds and uh, other wonderful items i just bought a part for uh, one of my tripods saved uh, 12 bucks and you guys got a cut of it awesome it's it's great when uh, amazon has the best price and they frequently do have mm-hmm. the best price uh so go ahead and do your shopping over at amazon.freetalklive.com i actually just bought something there last night myself i picked up one of those wi-fi alarm clock radios which, I have one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you had. Was yours the alarm clock one, or you yes. just like? Oh, really? Oh, okay. no way! It'll play internet streams. Yeah, dude. Oh, I gotta really get awesome. one. Yeah, it was only. It was only. It was. I think it was on sale. It was ninety bucks regular. MSRP was something like one hundred and fifty. Nice. And yeah, I mean, you, you can tune into thousands of streams from uh, from around the world with this one little clock radio and you know i've got a clock radio with the cd player in it but i figured i wanted to be able to listen to the liberty radio network when i'm waking up in the morning so that's what i that's why i, I listen to it on there and uh, you know because you never know what you, it's like a box of chocolates you never know what you're going to get yeah that's the idea because <laughs> it's just a looping uh it's the liberty radio network just a loop of uh, several podcasts so there's no specific air times for those shows uh, except the few live shows that we we put on so free talk live when it's live is on but obviously i'm not waking up at that time um, and uh, you know, let's see, what else do we have that's not uh, that's not the other sh- scheduled shows on the network are uh, Free Minds Radio on Sunday afternoons, and then uh, Talkback from WKBK on Saturday mornings. But outside of that, it's just a looping podcast. So you tune in at noon any day, it's going to be likely a different program every single time. Uh, anyway, uh, you can go to Liberty Radio uh, Ra- LibertyRadioNetwork.com if you want to learn more about that. Mark, you've got something you want to share with us here tonight? Oh yeah, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Uh, so what do you want to share tonight, Mark? You've got something about uh, the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina? Yeah, still still going on. This is from the uh, Huffington- five years later. Yeah, the Huffington Post dot com. New Orleans, Hurricane Katrina's chaotic aftermath. Police shot six people, killing two, as they tried to cross a bridge in search of food. For years, the an case- illegal bridge crossing. Yes, for year- for years the case was a shocking symbol of the confusion and violence that swept through the flooded city. On Wednesday, it became a mark of shame for the police department. As victims' relatives watched from the courtroom gallery, a retired lieutenant who supervised the department's probe of the shootings 
pleaded guilty to orchestrating a cover-up to mm. conceal the police gunning down unarmed citizens. So he didn't do the gunning down. He just orchestrated the cover-up. There you go. Wow, this is a real deep one. Then. Internal investigations. Mm. Oh, my goodness. The cops are always so good at that. All right. Michael Lohman, wow. a 21-year veteran of the force, pleaded guilty to a charge of conspiracy to obstruct justice. Prosecutors said Lohman and other unidentified officers conspired to fabricate witness statements, falsely re- uh, falsify reports of the incident, and plant a gun um, in an attempt to make it appear the killings were justified. Oh, my gosh. U.S. Attorney Jim Letton said the investigation is continuing and would not say whether higher-ranking officials of the police department might be involved. Lohman's plea brought at some, um, at least some closure to families of victims and the best-known of several violent incidents that raised questions about police conduct immediately after Katrina. The shootings happened on September the 4th, 2005, six days after the storm smashed levees and flooded 80% of the city. Survivors said the officers fired at unarmed people who were crossing to get food at a grocery store. The officers claimed they opened fire only after being shot at. Ronald Mm. Madison, 40, mentally disabled, and James Brissett, 19, were killed and four others were wounded. We are very, very happy about the progress that the FBI and the U.S. Department, um, Justice Department have uh, made, said Rommel Madison, Ronald's brother. The people of the New Orleans should be relieved that there's still justice for everybody here. Loman's plea marked the first conviction in the case. Seven officers were charged with murder or attempted murder, but a state judge threw out all the charges. Federal authorities then stepped in to investigate. The federal prosecutor said Loman is cooperating with investigators. So the cops were charged initially with attempted murder or murder, and a judge threw out the charges. Yes. For all seven. Yes. (laughs) That's because they obviously couldn't couldn't possibly have done that. There there are officers. There so you go. One. That was it. That's that, it. So that, that's the story. Yeah. So so those guys are not being charged at this moment. There's only the one lieutenant that is, is currently indicted right, but and he is, found uh, guilty. Uh, yeah, he's he's going to be cooperating. So the dominoes will fall in this particular Maybe. case. Uh, likely they will. Okay. Um, but the, the the thing that I think that needs to be uh, that's most important here is that this is the internal investigations guy. He got caught on this huge case trying to falsify stuff, Mm -hmm. but I'm of the opinion that many of the internal investigations, and I don't think all of them, but many of them um, that, you know, the the police are exonerated in, just go to show that, you know, the the IA guys, they're on their side. I mean... He's a 21-year veteran. I mean, how long has he been doing this? He worked with these people. That's how they do it. They don't bring them in from um, elsewise. I mean, they're, they're cops, and they're cops that hang out with other cops. Right. Why would I mean, when you watch the TV shows though, they make it seem like IA is the internal affairs is just the most hated of all the police officers. Propaganda. Yeah. Well, maybe there are some real hardcore uh, IA officers out there somewhere, but find <laughs> me the news story. Ian. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly doesn't seem like it because almost every time, whenever the police are accused of something, uh, doing something nasty. In this case, murdering people, shooting them in cold blood. <laughs> trying uh, to get some food from go- right. cross, being the wrong color and trying to cross a bridge. Uh, they, they claim, well, don't worry, we're going to investigate this. And then later on, if it hasn't been completely brushed under the rug by that time, because they just figure everybody will forget about it, uh, which normally they do. But if some news organization actually bothers to follow up a, a few weeks later to find out what uh, transpired with the investigation, they normally find that, well, you know, we did look into it and it turns out they followed it uh, Followed the book. Yep, it's everything's, everything's fine. fine here. Move along. Nothing to see here.
So, you know, I remember, Mark, when we were talking about the Hurricane Katrina uh, debacle and the aftermath and just the confusion and everything that was going on back then, it was covered fairly extensively on this program at that time. We did talk about a bridge crossing. Now, I presume, yes. is it, was it the one where they were going into, was it Jefferson Parish? or I, it's, The story isn't specific. Yeah, I, I don't that, recall it, exactly uh, the detail, but there was a group of people that had determined that there might be some help across this bridge. Yeah. This was one of the ways out of the devastated area that they were in. And they were, the report at that time was that shots were being fired into the air. In order to uh, to scare them away, not that that's safe or anything, because well, both what's come down? Yeah, what goes up must come down. Uh, so, but but it sounds to me like they actually were targeted in this story, at least that the they were targeted. The the, the shots were fired at the people, not just uh, up into the air. That's really frightening. Yeah, yeah. This is where your government, though. I mean, wait a minute. This can't be. Tr- how could this be the case? The government's there to keep us safe. The government's there in disasters. They say, I mean, the, the George Bush, Barack Obama, they always say things like it's our job to to keep people safe. This is why we have FEMA and uh, and things like that, right? I mean, it's, they're supposed to help people. Uh, not really. Not a lot they, of evidence of that. They actually took the opportunity to um, tear down all of the housing projects that the, the people on welfare used to live in in the city. Uh, one of them was condemned that wasn't even a, touched by the floodwaters. They never even reached it, but they went ahead and condemned it because of the the damage to the Because they the were building. condemning everything else. Well, yeah. if they tear it down, they can build new ones, right? Yeah, well, no, they, they actually they put a golf course in on one of oh. them. Uh, another one was a high-end uh, development for rich white people to live in the city. So the the black folks, they can go somewhere else. Well, how is it that um, I, I'm just – I the mayor, I've heard of him um, there. I can't remember who he mayor is. Mayor but, but Yeah, but he's basically – elected because he's black by black people These are, they're, they're politicians they're all criminals he's he's influenced and persuaded by the money he doesn't care so about the, the people anymore yeah okay. they're they're bought and paid for all right well he can talk like he cares but he doesn't really all right so let's talk to jeremy you can bring up anything jeremy in alaska you're on free talk live hello there hey guys hey Good dude to talk with you what's on your mind tonight as uh like the kind of like the doggy issue you know uh i have a i have a Nice-looking golden retrievers, my best friend, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, like in Ketchikan, during tourist season, they have, like, the leash Nazis that go around and write people tickets, you know, mm. down in Ketchikan. But in Juneau, they got the best, like, leash command law that I've ever seen. It's like voice command. You don't necessarily have to have them on a leash unless your dog is an idiot that won't mind. That makes sense. You know, that's pretty. That's like, pretty reasonable. Like I, I have a good dog, so uh, he's. I tell him to go play. He understands. I tell him to stay by me. He understands. Do, do you license your dog there in Juneau? No, you don't have to do that here. But uh, like down in uh, Montana in Browning, they just let them run around and panhandle at the. It's anarchy. Uh, Thanks for the call, Jeremy. Appreciate yeah. hearing from you, man. And. Uh, that's good that there are still some places in this country there you don't have to or they don't demand that you pony up cash for the right to take care of a dog. We're coming up. You can bring up anything. Hour number three is on the way. Free Talk Live. 
Have you ever lost power and wanted to simply flip a switch to get the lights back on? If so, this is going to be the most important message you will ever hear because there's never been a better time to get off the grid and generate your own supply of electrical power. Solar power generators are now available. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical power when you need it the most. Unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no fumes, and produces electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running quietly in your own home. Whether it's hurricanes, ice storms, brownouts, or blackouts, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. When the power goes out, you'll be ready with a solar power generator from Solutions from Science. Go to MySolarBackup.com to request a free information package today. That's MySolarBackup.com. MySolarBackup.com. Or call 877-327-0365. That's 877-327-0365. Live, we are launching into the third hour of the program. You, as always, are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. 1 800 259 9231. SACL CAI toll free line 800 259 9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Story out of Ross Story to start things out here this hour. RossStory.com reporting on a heroic 13-year-old from middle school in Montgomery County, Maryland. Middle school teacher will have to apologize to a 13-year-old student after yelling at her and having her escorted out of class by school police when the student refused to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. According to the ACLU of Maryland, a 13-year-old female student at Roberto Clemente Middle School in Germantown refused to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance on January 27th. The teacher reportedly ordered the girl out into the hallway where he threatened her with detention and then sent her to the school counselor's office. The next day... Because clearly she must be disturbed if she doesn't want to do the, the Pledge of Allegiance. The next day, when the student again refused to stand for the pledge, the teacher called school officers to remove her from the classroom and take her to the counselor's office once again. When the student's mother reached out to an assistant principal for help in dealing with the teacher's abusive and improper actions, the official said her daughter should instead apologize for her defiance. The student did apologize twice, said the ACLU. The right to sit silently during the Pledge of Allegiance has been held up by the U.S. Supreme Court and is enshrined in Maryland state law and the Montgomery County Public Schools' own policies, according to the Washington Post. School District Handbook says no one will be permitted to intentionally embarrass you if you choose not to participate. The ACLU and the girl's mother declined to identify her. They say the student, now 14, has been traumatized by the experience, including taunting from fellow students, and has not returned to the school since the incident, which is probably a good thing. Get your kids out of the government schools. There's no reason for them to be there. Neither the ACLU nor the school district would identify the teacher involved. The girl's mother says the way the teacher bellowed at her daughter was inappropriate and the school should take disciplinary action against the teacher. It's an even bigger problem because it did. he did it to a child in front of a group of other children. On top of that, the school didn't protect her. I thought they would protect her, and that's why I let her go to that school. I was disappointed. Well, sorry you had to find surprise, out that way. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. The turning point evidently came when the ACLU of Maryland sent a letter to the school asking for an apology. Expression of, see, it didn't matter until the ACLU got involved. 
what mom thought was uh, non a non-issue until right. they got a, lo- a letter from the lawyers at the ACLU. Expression of patriotism in unsettling times certainly is a worthy and understandable emotion, the letter stated. But as the Supreme Court recognizes, that expression is best honored by venerating the civil liberties and freedoms enshrined in the Constitution and not by losing patience with those whose views or actions do not conform to those of the majority. The teacher's actions were a violation of our regulations and we're in the process of rectifying the situation, according to a spokesbureaucrat for the school board in Montgomery County. Tofik said the uh, Dana Tofik is her name. Uh, she said the teacher would apologize to the student, but would not say if any disciplinary action would be taken against the teacher. So apparently, apology is all that it takes. Uh, as long as he, the, he apologizes for having armed men uh, come and forcibly remove this uh, student from the classroom, that's that's okay. That's all. You know, the ACLU is is in that story is saying the views of the majority, meaning most people want to stand up and say the pledge. And I don't think that's true. I think most you people don't? no. I think that it's the minority of the bureaucrats who want people to do this. So then they train them in the indoctrination center to stand up and do that every day. And most people mindlessly stand up and oh, we got to got to say the pledge because that's what we but were taught. But they want to, right? But they still want to because they were taught to and they believe and they believe in it. I mean, if they didn't want to do it, they wouldn't do it, right? That's true, but you know, like I was at a uh, hockey game with my best friend, and when I didn't stand up, she got just embarrassed. She was like, "Stand up, stand up! <laughs> I can't believe you don't come on." It's just like it's it goes beyond wanting. It's like I have to do this, it's or I'm a bad American, yeah. or I'm this, or I'm that. It, hmm. it, it, they've they've ostracized people so effectively and labeled them and persecuted them. If you know, you must hate America. You know, people fought and died so that you could have right. to be forced to stand up and say this pledge. I've actually got an email from somebody uh, with that particular sounding uh, viewpoint here in a moment. So uh, the president of the teachers union told the Washington Examiner that he supports the move to have the teacher apologize. My initial thought is yes, but we would need to know all the details. School officials say several conflicts involving the Pledge of Allegiance arise every year in Maryland, but most are resolved quietly. So there you have that. But you're right, Sam. I mean, this uh, woman or this young lady, this 13-year-old girl was definitely targeted uh, because the teacher made an issue out of it. And then, of course, the the students in the class took that further and and you know did what kids do and make fun of. This, sure. Anytime you uh, have somebody lady. who's different in some way or another, kids you know kids tend to uh, jump on that. Even though she probably and she who knows what her reasoning was for this. It says she apologized here, but that's likely because she was under duress uh, and you know being essentially put into the position where she felt like she had to apologize uh, because she was being forced to do X, Y, and Z. But uh, what, regardless of her reasons for doing this, like when I was in school, I just didn't like doing it. I just, I just didn't like going along with what they wanted me to do, and I didn't really care for the, the pledge. I didn't know that the Pledge of Allegiance was written in the late 1800s by a socialist, by a essentially a Nazi, a Christian, so, so-called Christian socialist, uh, national socialist, Francis Bellamy. It's basically nothing more than uh, statist indoctrination. It's nothing more than just tr- training Americans to love the state without question. Yeah, well, the whole system is designed to do that. I mean, Mark, you said that uh, the kids will pick on anybody that's different from them, that stands out. And I wonder how much of that is because of the government system, that the schools are there to teach you to stand on your ex, do what you're told, respect authority. And uh, so the the so-called authority figures that these kids are looking up to are telling them you must conform, you must conform. How much of that of that uh, 
rivalry is natural and how much of it is a result of the uh, public schools? I think that <clears throat> I think that conformity is natural. You think? I, th- I think that it's I, I think that it's an uh, if you know, we had... sort of uh, from a societal standpoint, societally uh, evolved trait if you can get everybody in the little group to do what they're supposed to do then well things work well in the group well what and humans if, no, 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 but exist in groups what if we had a educational system that actually taught people to value and cherish the the things that make us unique and different and, and oh i'm for that i'm just well, saying that you you know we would we had I, talked about well i think that would make a cause a fundamental shift in the way we interact with each other and the way we view each other and i think it would do a lot to minimize some of the the rivalry and the picking on the outsider the one that's a little different i i, I agree i just uh, you know that was you i felt remember, like it was a different question these these kids are being raised by parents who have also been subject to yes. the indoctrination center so they're going to pass on all of their beliefs and all of their nonsense that they've been indoctrinated with without even realizing it they're they're going to hand that right to their kids and say here you go. This is this right. is the way to look at the world. If they find out their 13 year old daughter is refusing to uh, to say the pledge, they'll be sh- many parents will be shocked. Embarrassed. Like, could, yeah. Right. Well, likely this is this is because um, she's a Jehovah's Witness or something like that. Likely. Well, you're totally speculating. Inte- you know, indeed, I am. I'm just telling you, you know, why it is that uh, most people, you know, make those decisions. Well, when they interviewed her mom, she certainly didn't reference anything like that. Hmm? Or they didn't print it or whatever. Toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. But anyway, she did the right thing as far as I'm concerned. Let's talk to William listening to WVTS in Kentucky. William, you're on Free Talk Live. William? Hello. Hey, you're on the air. What is that? Um, my son was arrested uh, last weekend. If oh, no. you can still hear me. Yeah, we got I'm you. On, on, I'm on a cell phone. Okay. And um, he was with... Uh, a child that was not very smart had dope in the car. Oh boy! Well, now my son looks like an adult. He's seventeen years old, but six three big boy. and oh, yeah, big boy. That's right. <laughs> and uh, so the other kids with him, they look small, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the cops handcuffed my child. The arresting officer. Walks up and punches him in the jaw. Punches your your son in the jaw? Yeah, while he's handcuffed. I'll tell you what, William, if you can hang on, I want to bring you back and have you tell the rest of the story here in a moment. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Sounds like uh, it's what behavior that's more common than people might imagine. But we'll find out the rest of the story. Also, I want to tell you about the Free State Project. You can go to freestateproject.org, learn more about thousands of liberty-minded people that are coming together to get active for freedom at freestateproject.org. There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Does uh, seeing somebody not say the Pledge of Allegiance upset you? If so, why? 
1-800-259-9231. You can, of course, bring up absolutely anything. I want to tell you about the School Sucks podcast. It's a show about the end of government education. And the government school system sucks off the productive capacity of hardworking people. And whether it succeeds or fails... Spoiler alert, it fails at providing real education to the public. The cost goes up and up year after year, and there are no refunds. Oh, yeah, and it also destroys individualism and curiosity. So go to SchoolSucksProject.com to learn more about the School Sucks podcast. That's SchoolSucksProject.com. As we continue, William, listening to WVTS, uh, you're in Kentucky, but the station is out of Charleston, West Virginia. William, welcome back to Free Talk Live. You were just beginning your story about your 17-year-old son who looks fairly old in comparison to his younger-looking friends, his other teenage friends. They were all popped by the police the other night, and once your son was in handcuffs, one of the cops hit him in the jaw? Is that correct? Yes. Uh, put a bruise on his cheek and then uh, swelled his eye, eye a little bit. Uh, I don't... I didn't know where to go, didn't know what to do. I still really don't know what to do or where to go. What was your son charged with? Uh, possession, uh, because kid that had the stuff in the car, mm-hmm. you know, he he ran. They all ran. Which he's guilty of. So wait, they were in their in their car, pulled over, got out of the car, and ran. Yeah, not wow. uncommon. Haven't you ever seen cops, dude? I've seen cops. Sure, people get yeah. out of their cars and run all the time. <laughs> Seems like a real yeah. Bad er- idea. Everybody's seen that. I mean, even the, he's seen that. They're right. going to get caught. Right. Every time no they doubt. get caught. Right. <laughs> well, they get caught on TV. Um, We've got I helicopters could... and stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, the... we're going to get caught. There's no doubt about it, right? Well, and in the in these chases, the cops get so uh, adrenaline up. flowing. Yeah, they get hyped up, and when they catch that guy, they want to get him. Right. And that's where yeah. a lot of this comes from. I and was in the jail. older guy, the older guy of the group, or what they think. This is what I think. The the the, the older guy, the leader of the group is going to get a beat-down. Mm. And uh, this so happened, that was your the son. older guy that looked that way is not the older guy. <laughs> so, he, so he's not the oldest, but he just looks the oldest. And so, yeah. so they jacked him in the face. Uh, how many yeah. cops are we talking about here? Three. Three cops. No, four. How many, four. How many uh, teenagers? Uh, three teenagers and uh, four cops. Gotcha. So uh, what else? What else do we need to know? Uh, I just didn't know where to go. I don't know where to did, go from here. Did this um, happen in front of the uh, patrol car? Where Where was your son uh, struck by the cop? In front of all three patrol cars. See if you can get uh, the video footage from video, the dash cams. Right. And you might well, be able to... I went to the police chief, and he says, I don't know that there's video of this. You're right. Well, well, don't, not don't take his word for it. Right. File a uh, open records request or a, a right to know request. Yeah, of information. if you can get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right most, to know. Most states they have it's it's called something like that: open records, right to know, uh, freedom of information. Uh, I don't know what the exact situation is there. Is, is this happen in Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know the exact legal terminology up there, but in most places there is the the ability. Now that doesn't mean they're going to turn over anything, but it's no, it's something. You you can also you know in that request you would want to ask for the police report. You'd want to get any records, documents, correspondence, emails, anything that they have, and see if uh, I don't know see what see if that turns anything up. I, I 
what it comes right. down to, it's unfortunate, but it's going to be their word against uh, your son's. Right. And, and what it's going to come down to is they're going to try to get him to take a plea bargain, yeah. uh, most likely. That's all so, they do. So one more, <laughs> no, one more time. No, to, they're, to, they're charging full. They, I've already called the, the uh, DA and everything like that. Wouldn't, didn't this and, happen over the weekend? Last weekend. Last weekend. Last Saturday. So what they're, they're trying they're to do expert, is sweat you out. Yeah, they're expert poker players on this, and uh, you know, give yeah. them a little while. <laughs> they, these guys do not want to go to trial. They what, never want to go to trial. What is the charge? One more time. It's evading arrest, and what else? And uh, they got him on possession, which, which uh, of, of, of drugs. But of what? I have had him on a uh, on a, a, a state uh, drug test, which he's passed. On on everything, any kind of drug you you could ever take, he's passed. What's what what kind of possession was this? What what drug? It's marijuana. Possession of marijuana, and it, was it allegedly on his body or was it in the car? No, it was in the it was in the car. And was it his that's car? It was in the car, and that's what that's the reason the the kid that he's with, he he had nothing to do with all that. He actually just wanted to ride the town. <laughs> so it was. So wait, it was. Was it his car? It was not his car. No, no. How could they charge him with possession if it wasn't his? I, on his, I don't they're know. They're cops, Ian. What, did the other young people? <laughs> did the other teenagers, his friends? Did they get charged with possession as well? Yes. Is there some some sort of active possession rule that says that if you're in within you know no, five feet of? Not. Well, that sounds pretty I don't flimsy. Know. I mean, it's flimsy. I right. So, so here's the here's the situation. They're sweating you out. They're they're making it seem like they're going to go after him full, uh, you know, whole hog. And right. then, of course, later on, what they're going to likely do, because this is how they normally do it, at least around here and everywhere I've ever heard of, is where they come back to you and they say, "Tell you what, we know this is stressing you out. We know this is a tough time for you and your family. How about this? We'll offer you this plea deal." Instead of taking this to trial and having to go through all that stress, you can just take this plea deal. You'll get six months of probation or whatever it is. They'll come up with some sort of offer. Yeah, that's what they said. Oh, six did they? months probation. That's what they're giving him right now. <laughs> that's the that's the offer. That's the plea bargain. If he takes that, yeah. Okay, so yeah. they already have made the offer then. So, uh, so yeah. go back and tell him, let him know that, look, he was not in the car, he was not in possession of it, that these charges would n- will never stick in front of a jury, and you know that. And, uh, you know, just sort of let him know the case that you have. Let him know that you're willing to take this to trial. Let him know that you do w- will uh, request and demand your right to a speedy trial and so forth. And, you know, that may help sort of turn things in your favor. I, I I if don't you're willing have anything to do good things. to tell you, right. I'm sorry. If you're willing to do those things, plus he's 17, so could things be that bad? I mean, even if you took it to trial and they, they found him guilty? I don't don't know. Is, it's going to depend I, on the state I don't laws. know either. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I called you guys. Well, we're, we're uh, certainly I, not lawyers, and uh, we certainly aren't right. experts on, <laughs> on these things. But I do know one thing, and that is that when they, they hit people with plea bargain deals, it's to, to save them the effort. They don't yeah. want to go to trial. They don't want to have to actually prove their case beyond a shadow of a doubt or whatever the, the, the requirement is for them to prove it. Because in many cases, they make mistakes, and they uh, they botch things up, and if, if it's not taken to trial, then their mistakes are never able to be uh, shown, and yep. they'll never be able, to called out, uh, be able to be called out on them, and, and there's no chance of winning if you don't take it to trial. If Not that it's a real win. You're still wasting your time either way. Anyway, you slice it. Did, did you get pictures of his injuries? Yes. 
Okay, that's so good. take those as well, and that's another bargaining chip that you have back against this prosecutor. It would be especially nice if you could get somebody to testify to say that he was hit after he was in handcuffs. Yeah, there's uh, one of the kids already said that he would testify That's good. The, have the him, cops. Have him write up a uh, statement and get it notarized. Oh, oh, you, you don't listen. The mm. police chief <laughs> asked us if he could come to the school and pull him out of class in front of his classmates. And made a made a scene, yeah. I, made, I, make a statement. Will, will you do well, me a favor? You know, course, call call us back. Me or his, without me or his, or his mother. William, we got to move on. Call us back and let us know what happens. Okay. Free talk live. All right. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at verybestbaking.com. Whether it's sweet potatoes on Thanksgiving or burgers on the 4th of July, kids associate certain foods with certain occasions. Family traditions are important to them, so when planning your holiday or birthday menu, keep in mind what they like most and invite the kids to cook up a new food tradition. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam, and it's uh, got a chat room built right in on the same page. You can watch and interact with other listeners all at the same time for free, of course. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. I want to tell you real quick about the Tiger Light. It is an integrated uh, flashlight with a pepper spray in the handle. And um, I had mine out today. I was uh, you know, going around. It's dark at 6.15 in Keene, New Hampshire. And I just thought I'd see what it was like to carry this thing around in sort of public in a you know sort of crowded street. And I carried it with me and I just had the, the flashlight on. And it, it's, it's just so perfectly normal to walk around with this this flashlight that has the stopping power of a pistol as tested by uh you know police military and civilian self-defense instructors around the uh, around the united states check it out at tiger.freetalklive.com and there's a special free talk live rate over there make sure you get the battery charger makes life a lot easier tiger.freetalklive.com all right so toll-free number here 800-259-9231 as we continue it's very rare that i get uh, emails at and I wouldn't really qualify this as a hate email, but critical emails, uh, angry emails, upset emails, I just don't get them very often. Um, so when I do, I like to share them. This one comes from Joseph. We certainly don't want uh, people to uh, to claim that we don't have the, the other side represented. Yeah. Uh, Joseph's uh, subject line, you have a problem with nationalism? Seriously, I've been listening to your podcast and generally enjoy the programming. But when you got to the Boy Scouts and squawked about their advocation of nationalism, I had to take a deep breath to keep from knocking my radio to the floor. Who do you think has secured your liberty? Do you think liberty was given to you at no cost? Do you disregard the thousands of souls who fought to preserve the liberty we all enjoy? What do you think would have happened to your liberty had Hitler, Mao, Stalin, or others achieved their goals? Wait a minute. What did the United States do about Stalin and Mao? They didn't fight wars against these people. No. The, the Cold War, is that what we're talking about? You know, the CIA, an unconstitutional organization. If the, uh, if the organization that's put together in order to secure our freedom has to violate its own founding documents in order to secure our freedom, is it securing our freedom? 
Simply talking about liberty does little to preserve it. This country as imperfect. I don't know that that's necessarily true. This country, as imperfect as it is, has given all the opportunity to enjoy freedom. I don't see a problem with that. From Joseph. Now, Sam, you'd actually, uh, you weren't here the night we talked about it, but you had provided the uh, the story. That's how I found the link about the Boy Scouts and their very nationalist uh, program of the Explorers, which they are involved in. We talked about this in detail uh, a few nights ago on the program. Where essentially young men and women, teenage uh, men and uh, young males and females are going and doing things like false uh, fake police raids, uh, busting border uh, border patrol. They're working with a border patrol. They're doing marijuana field raids, things like that. All kinds of things to get them excited about a career in law enforcement, a career working for the federal government or local uh, local or state uh, enforcement law enforcement organizations. And it was just a very disturbing story with a disturbing picture of these kids all gussied up like uh, SWAT team members carrying MP5s with little orange plugs in the, the front of them and talking about how excited they were uh, to you know bust people and shoot things. And mm-hmm. it was just dis- – I'm sure you read the story, uh, but it was very, very disturbing. And that's, that's what this guy is, uh, is referring to here. How dare we question nationalism? Well, and where is, where is this going? I mean this – if if people want to think and be proud to be an American like Mark, he still cries at the waving American flag and plays some <laughs> soft music, and he's just right there, still that way, Mark. I you know I I I think that uh, I, I personally ha- get good feelings from those uh, those situations. However, yep. I'm also sort of of the opinion that uh, that uh, you know pledging allegiance to the flag is essentially swearing to a false idol. Yeah, and and that's that's the issue that I take with this, and I don't think that's what this guy is seeing at all. Is that where where is this going? What what's the objective of it? I mean, that, what they're teaching these kids to go after the drill that they were running in this school was a uh, veteran um, that had come back from Iraq and gone on a shooting rampage, and that's what they were training them to go after. Mm-hmm. And it, we've heard the the MIAC report that came out where they were saying that uh, the real threat to um, to the government is returning veterans is it's um gun people owners that, right people that have run paul bumper stickers on Ron their cars Paul's, gadsden flags if you speak out against the government we have other uh, officials that are saying you know people who speak out against the government on uh you know right. climate change should be arrested and, and jailed and that we're going to have to redefine what free speech means right nationalism oh. is a way of abdicating Thought yes. when it yeah. comes to the critical thinking when it comes to a certain area, and that area is the United States. And in this case, you know, when you happen to be in the United States, there's certainly nationalism. Other other people in other countries might feel nationalism for their nation. I I can't imagine why it's America, not like they've got very good, good ones or anything. But uh, you know, I'm I'm sure they must feel it. So uh, you know, the that's what it is. It's an abdication of responsibility. The fact is, in this case, the Boy Scouts um, have given over the their power to the police organizations that are going to go around and teach them how to be uh, you, know, you know, not the kind of law enforcement officers I'm looking for. Not peace officers. These guys are being taught to be jackboots. They dress like jackboots. They're doing mm-hmm. things that the jackboots do. They're just mind. They're just training them to be mindless law enforcers, which is what they want. That's what the yeah. law enforcement organizations are. Many of them are looking for these days. They're not hiring peace officers. If they were hiring peace officers, then the law the they would be out there doing peace uh, peace officer work. They would be breaking up fights. They would be uh, going after real uh, violent people, rapists, murderers. 
murderers, arsonists, people actually doing property damage. They would be going after them. They wouldn't be popping 17-year-olds in the chin, uh, you know, after they've uh, put the handcuffs on them, after they've tossed their car searching for a plant. I mean, that's not a peace officer activity. And just let me just go through his questions one more time here. Who do you think has secured your liberty? Um, you know, I, I guess the idea is is that it must have been the military. But I guess the question that I want to ask to that is when? When did they secure our liberty? When was the last time the military fought a war that had where somebody had aggressed against us? I know Pacific Theater, um, World War Two, but let's not forget that um, that you know for one, World War Two was just World War One, the sequel. Um, is if the United States hadn't been involved in that in the first place, then how would history have progressed? So maybe the United States set that up. Prior to that, you're talking about the Mexican and the United States had no business being in Hawaii in the first place. That should be a free and sovereign country. Mm. Um, and the sending service people over there to, to populate the island, then telling them to vote to make it a state does not make that a legitimate vote. However, um, you know, the before that, you're talking about what the Mexican-American war is. It's it's the veterans of the Mexican-American war that secured my freedom. Is that really what we're thinking about here? Maybe he just means the government in general. Maybe he's suggesting, because he doesn't explicitly answer uh, his own questions. Maybe he means it's the government that that secures freedom. Because, I mean, some people would say that's what governments are there for, is to you know, secure the liberties of, uh, of man. I, I'd like to see the evidence that the government is securing my liberty. Yeah, where's the liberty? I'm waiting for it. Yes. Give me some more There's liberty. Pl- sure as hell is plenty of government around. Right. I pay, I'm paying a lot. Please provide me with more of this liberty. Well, wait a minute, Mark. His next question is, do you think liberty was given to you at no cost? Well, who gives you liberty? As my, what well, my question would be back at back at him, is it the government government that gives you liberty? Is that where liberty comes from? To your mind, is it because do, we, do I have it? How, well, how <laughs> does the government give us liberty? Yeah, I mean, how how are they funded? By coercion. So they're taking away people's liberty in order to provide it. That this is double speak right out of 1984, and this is somebody who's not thinking about the paradigm, who believes that the military going around killing people around the world doesn't create any kind of animosity towards the U.S. and doesn't create enemies that want to take away our liberties. Do you disregard the thousands of souls who fought to preserve the liberty we all enjoy? Are we now talking he's about, talking about the military. Okay. Right. Uh, are we talking about um, the Revolutionary War? No, that wouldn't be the military, though, wouldn't it? I, 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 well, yeah, it was Washington, the Continental Army um, shortly okay. shortly thereafter. Certainly not today's military. See, I don't know, um, I, but <laughs> I don't know where we're talking about. Did the people that fought in Vietnam secure my liberty? No. no Did the people like... that invaded Grenada secure my liberty? No. no. Did the people that invaded Afghanistan secure my liberty? No. no the they, people in Iraq secure my liberty? Just, no. No, people just... in Korea secure my liberty? No, no, no. These people just... did nothing for my liberty. No, they're just following the orders of politicians. And those politicians, uh, I don't know about you, but I don't feel like they have my best interests in mind. Nope. More coming up, 800-259-9231. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free. Even in these remaining moments, we'll try to sneak you in. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Sam joining us from ObscuredTruth.com. Great liberty-oriented video packages there. News, uh, kind of uh, newsy style in many cases. Also, uh, documentary uh, kind of style also. Very good stuff. Well produced and continues to get better. So head over to ObscuredTruth.com. And uh, watch and enjoy ObscuredTruth.com. Also, for more great video content on the internets, you can go to LCLReport.com. Uh, our buddy Taryn from down in Savannah, and we talked to Mama Allie down there. It was Taryn that clued us into Mama Allie in the first place. And so if you missed that interview, if you don't know what we're talking about, maybe you're just tuning in, uh, you can grab the interview later tonight when it posts over at uh, FreeTalkLive.com. But right now, you can also go to LCLReport.com, and uh, you can find... You can uh, find various different interviews of the Ladies of Liberty Alliance calendar girls that uh, Taryn has been doing. The lovely Lola ladies and their interviews are also available in the Shrine of Free Talk Live Shrine of Female Listeners. You can go and see all of his stories at lclreport.com. Uh, so we continue here uh, with this email and then get right back into your phone calls. Joseph has emailed asking about... The question is, do you have a problem with nationalism? And then he goes on to talk about, well, who secured your liberty? Liberty given you at no cost? Do you disregard the thousands of souls who fought to preserve the liberty we all enjoy? Again, where's the liberty that uh, we're enjoying? I mean, you could point out that there's more freedom here than there are than there is in some other places in the world. But Most it's not places, liberty. It's not liberty. Liberty is the freedom to live your life how you want as so long as you aren't harming somebody else in the process. We don't have that here. Yeah, this is like saying we would need a 1,500-page agreement in order to have free trade, as though free trade wouldn't exist on its own. Right. I'd also like to point out, when you talk about uh, these these freedoms, that uh, when you look at the the freetheworld.com, uh, you know, the Heritage Foundation, when they do their economic their their free their economic freedom lists, the United States doesn't come out number one. It usually comes out in the top ten, yeah. and it's come out as low as 13 as uh, in, yes. you know since we've been checking, but. It it often is surpassed by places like Canada and New Zealand and Iceland. places that I would have called socialist. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's this same organization, this nation that he's referring to that I'm supposed to feel nationalistic about, which has built the army up, the, the military up so large that, yeah, we don't have a socialist government the same way they do over there. We have a national socialist government where our military is a form of, uh, you know, is, is this huge tax burden that, that, that our citizens have to pay rather than their, their medical, uh, you know, the socialized medicine or whatever kind of silly socialist programs they have in these other countries. And yes, I do have a problem with nationalism. Just to make it perfectly clear for you, Joseph, I have a problem with the idea of nations in the first place. I support individuals. I support people voluntarily associating with one another, creating their own communities of, of individuals. But to say that there is a nation is really just buying into a fantasy that is being propagated by people who wish to control you. And to the point of whether or not uh, Hitler, Mao, and Stalin, he says, what do you think would have happened to your liberty had Hitler, Mao, Stalin, or others achieved their goals? Well, I don't know exactly what Stalin and Mao and Hitler's goals were. I mean, I don't really know exactly. They weren't good. But they weren't good. They were. They had to do with control and uh, controlling people in various different ways and in many cases, socialism, Nazis, national socialists. Uh, as far as Stalin, I'm concerned, if, if Hitler so, I mean, would have they, taken over Europe, it would have been what Europe deserved for bringing the, on the Treaty of Versailles. But how do you know they haven't achieved their goals? I mean, the, you look at the communist planks, the ten communist planks, most of them, over at least seven and a half, I think at our last count, have been almost fully implemented here in the United States. So what are yeah. you talking about? Liberty. What those three guys that he mentions all have in common is they all wanted to unite the people under a common ideology 
ideology, and they were pretty successful, and that's exactly what he's calling for. They all used nationalism, all yes, of them. exactly. All despots and uh, you know rulers, wannabe rulers, nationalism is a tool for them to brainwash people into believing that, well... We are better because we were born on this here plot of land. This is this is America, and Americans are the best people in the whole world. Nothing we can I, do is wrong. I tend to think. Well, I tend to think that Americans are the best people in the whole world, and it's I think poppycock. I what think kind that of it's because is that? I, I think it's because of the the um sort of the the heritage of liberty that we have in this country that's that still is, sort of residual. What? People Look, are human beings, man. They people people around right, the world they, appreciate right, the ideas wait, 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 of freedom. Wait, 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 wait. People are hu- human beings, but they they act in the way they are raised. In many places, which you've been to none, um, in many places they don't understand the concepts of liberty. Places, Do you think actually. this guy understands the concept of liberty? Because I'm sure he believes that you know we're, this is the freest place on earth. I think vaguely he probably understands it as well as you and I did a few years before we uh, you know were introduced to the ideas of liberty. And it sounds like it was the, one of the first right. times he's listened to but the podcast. Th- this is this is dangerous. That's that's what makes it so dangerous. Is these people think that what they're spouting off and talking about and and working towards is liberty when really it it's it's the opposite. Yeah, liberty is the uh, it, it, liberty means there's no organization that's stopping you know person or organization stopping you from what you want to do as long as you're not hurting someone else. Right. That's simple and obviously the government is antithetical to that. I think that in order to continue to have liberty, we need to have a uh, systematic and orderly dismantling of this uh, op- apparatus of the state. But I think that it I think it's going to take a while. Nationalism to do. is a tool used by people in power to assure that their power continues to turn people, human beings, against one another with this false idea that there are differences between them. And shame on you, Mark. For there are differences between people's human cultures. Beings, are you denying S culture? All stinks. Are you con- denying human culture? Human beings, S all stinks. Yes. They're all okay. the same. Now you've, you've made one statement about human beings. They are not all the same. That is an incorrect statement. Now you've made there two. There are different cultures. Human beings are all the same, generally. Yes, mm-hmm. they are the same. Men and women are generally the same all around the world. Do you world. mean like eyes in the same place? Yeah, their brains and uh, human okay. beings are generally right. the same. But they're not okay? socialized the same. That's fine, Mark. Social. There are different cultures here in this country alone. Sure. So to say that that uh, culture stops at a national border is ludicrous. Well, cultures it, are, are, it, it are, are international. Because uh, governments tend to attempt to stop immigration. So, yes, to some extent... But culture does not stop because of physical boundaries. We have the Internet. We have communications. A lot of the cultural things from the United States are spread all around the world. People around the world love things like Hollywood movies. I mean, Avatar was tremendously huge. Some people in in Africa uh, circumcise their their girls. Do you think that's better? Circumcision is very popular here in the United States. On boys, it's a completely different thing. But to say that culture stops at uh, national borders is pretty absurd. I didn't say that. I you said, sounded like you were suggesting. No, it. I didn't. And you know, you know for a fact, I'm not saying something like that. I'm saying it tends to because governments try to stop people from naturally mig- migrating where they want to go. Yeah, I have to agree with Mark on this. Well, governments do try to stop people. Are people from- different culturally? Are some sure, cultures yes, different? Okay, sure. then what's the argument here? But I'm not going to tell you that there's a culture of America as compared to a culture I, of something did I else. Say th- I, I said that I think that Americans tend to understand the concepts of liberty better than most. I don't know if there's any evidence for that. I think that I think if it's going away. If there was evidence away. for that, then show me the liberty. If America's understood the concept of liberty, then wouldn't we have more of it? I think it's going away, but I think that uh, at least there's some foundation there. Whatever, but there's founding dude. documents. Let's go to uh, let's go to Sarge in New- 
Sarge is gone. Okay, eight eight hundred. Because you talked him into the dirt. Two five nine ninety two thirty one. Just makes it just upsets me. You trying to say that there's something different about a human being living in America as compared to a human being elsewhere. I don't just think you can they, draw any particular conclusions about any particular human good. beings drawing so in areas. But I think you can draw general conclusions about general human beings living in general areas. That's yes. not fair. But I think we're all born equally with the same with the same rights with the same. Uh, I don't know what the word for it is. I think people it? desire to be free. I just think that some people think that they can best be free by controlling other people. Um, like if you'll take, for for instance, South America, where uh, you know they, they had centuries of essentially plantation owners putting the peasants to work. Mm-hmm. They managed to turn that all around through basically socialist rebellions, and they, they took all that stuff for the people. And so I think that, that they don't have the foundations of liberty in the same way that they have them here in the United States where I think that you the just common don't know. law allowed people to own property in a, in a different manner. There are plenty of people that oppose uh, Hugo Chavez in Venezuela. Right, sure, because he's a despot, dude. That doesn't have anything to do... Ab- but many of them oppose him because he's a socialist. But many of them oppose him because they want to be where he's at. Okay, but I'm telling you that right. some of them oppose him because he's a socialist in the same way that uh, and then there are many people in this country that absolutely support government redistribution of wealth and things like that. Dude, so I'm just I talking general that, gener- yeah, it's generalities. Not, I don't think it's fair what you're saying. You're, the, the generalities you're, sa- you're spewing here are based on the fact that you live here, so you know kind of – you have a feeling for what things are like around here, but you may not know people how don't liberty even, the, people are when, elsewhere. When I've been in other countries, people don't talk about freedom. They talk about getting money from the other guy. I don't know. That's when my I, experience. When I was in Brazil, the the people there knew exactly what George Bush was all about, and uh, you know they lightly touched the subject with me, and you know I let it let him know that I don't agree with what he's doing either, and I I don't think it's right, and well, so forth. Maybe Being some of our international listeners does not mean pro liberty. Maybe some of our international listeners can uh, can either set me or you straight on this one, Mark, uh, when they get a chance to call in, which won't be right now because we are out of time. Appreciate you listening tonight. Uh, thanks, Sam, from ObscureTruth.com Thank you. for coming in here, and we will see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, don't forget to join us tomorrow for our live Saturday edition of the program starting at 7 Eastern. Mark, uh, hopefully we'll have a special guest in here to uh, really share some interesting facts about immigrants. See you tomorrow. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart, 1-866-NO-BOTTLE.